The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain It is Wrestling Brain for another week. It is Wednesday, baby. That means you are tuned in live with us at twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain, baby. It is another great Wednesday to be chilling with the homies, hanging out with the Brainiacs, talking to my guy, my tag team partner, my duo, the West Coast Connection, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. 50K, uh, the handsome, the talented, the beautiful, Josh Custodio, J Zero. SHC, Mr. 50K on the West Coast, is another Wednesday. I am so happy to be here. I hope you're so happy to be here. We're so happy that you're all here. Welcome to Wrestling Brain, Josh. How the heck are you? Who could possibly be anything less than fired up after an intro of that quality zooms? I uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to come on here and say, let's do a 20-minute show tonight. I'm feeling yeah, miserable. Speed through uh, it. But you've brought me to life. I'm ready for the two hours. I'm ready for a little Dylan Gott later on in the program. I'm ready for a little merch match later on in the program but most of all i am ready to go up and down tonight's episode of aw dynamite with my brother in this game my tag team partner the hashtag playball captain the <laughs> goddamn zoobs and how are you zoobs i'll pitch it right back to you to use a little baseball terminal people don't know both of us working a little injured this week uh i, I have a cut yeah. from a from a garlic bread incident and you are you're working off a, a spider bite spider bit me gruesome Gruesome stuff. Who even knows when it happened. He could still be around here, this little bugger. Almost certainly is. Uh, absolutely. Well, come it's... on, you had to say that? <laughs> well, if he's not, one of his friends are. It's like a spider is never more than like <laughs> three feet away from you, something like that. Uh, lots to talk about on this show. We had tag team yes. action. We had a main event title match, the interim championship. We got a lot of big fellas early in the match. We had a, early in the show, pardon me, we had a, a debut, a return. Um Eddie Kingston talking. We had uh, lots to talk about, lots to like. As you said, we're going to have a guest. My friend Dylan Gott, uh, one of Canada's best comics, is going to join us uh, in a little bit. Talk a little bit about um, one of his favorite folks on the whole show and break down a little bit of some of the stuff that we talked about. But I am very, very, very excited. I thought, uh, I mean, I'll say this in general, and, and this is not a commentary even on this show, but just in general, uh, I enjoy having this as like a Wednesday thing to do, like like watching Dynamite. Right into Double Dudes. Uh, it's very cathartic for me. It brings me a lot of joy. So, uh, the best part lot. of the work week for me, without question. Yeah, a lot on this show, as Ashton Pitcher does accurately point out. So I say too much, but we'll talk about that uh, a little later. I thought there were some things that could have gotten more time tonight in service of some other things that just felt uh, getting on there. Zooms, you pour the, the drink ski a little stiff. I saw uh, the Zooms is here to play tonight. A little, a little Wrestling little, Brain is where there. the big boys play. Uh, no, I didn't put it. There's no ice this week. No ice in it. I didn't have the time to get the ice. Uh, okay. Very understandable. Uh, chain wallet owner looking forward to a Lambert keeper kick. Yeah, I can't wait for that myself. 
It's we're all saying so many big guys on the show, and then the main event couldn't have gone smaller. True. Uh, <laughs> publicdomainfootage.com says kev sell absolutely right that's our sponsor hey my name is will points that out too hello to all the brainiacs in the damn chat is what i'm saying zoobs hope everybody's having a great night uh we are here as we always are reviewing dynamite we do it every week wednesdays it's us fridays it's paul and nick uh if you're here for the first time please hit that follow button if you're here for repeat visit please consider a subscribe or an amazon subscription and hey, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans, if you're watching this right now, say, boy, Jay-Z on the Zooms, they, they got a show tonight. Come tune in, send some text. It's twitch.tv slash wrestling brain and Zooms. With that all out of the way, I think we can dive into what it is we do around here. We'll start by asking you and the Brainiacs in the chat on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst, seven being the best. What do you rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? a one to seven scale I'm very interested to see this because i think um i think there's a lot of different ways you can go with this i think there's a lot of different um whether this show was really for you or not i don't th- i think it would be one of yeah. those i think it'd be hard to be upset about this show i would say um but i can see people maybe not thinking uh it was a stellar show i thought it was quite good i enjoyed myself pretty much the whole way through we were talking before we came on air mm-hmm. i don't really have anything that i am coming on here picking a huge net about i don't really have a lot that i was like Nothing really upset me. I, I think there was a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff that I liked. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm in, I'm in the six range. I'm in the, I'm in the like. If this is the, if this is what the weekly show is, uh, I'm happy with that. I think that's sort of where I have yeah. landed on this. Is, is like, obviously, there's always room for improvement. Not always, but there is room for improvement with this show. It wasn't a perfect show by any means, but um, if this is the weekly show, like we're we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I'll do this show for as long as that show stays this good, right? Uh, is it wrong for me to say tonight's episode of Dynamite felt a little New York to me? Now, I mean this in a in a positive because there was some chaos to it, lots of talking segments, lots of crossovers, some uh, unclean finishes all over this show. But for me, the episode really worked. I had a really good time watching it. But I thought tonight leaned a little heavy, the, the CM Punk and uh, Wardlow MJF thing especially, on some more uh, sports entertainer riffs. Totally. Uh, is, is uh is where i'd land let me read out some scores if i can here zoobs hey my name is will a six cadenza with a five and a half heart dealt with the full seven chain wallet odor five and a half mid dawson a five maddie mac a four shout top with a comfy five and a half steak of buns five sever one a six and a half hits Merrill six sam fells a five ashton kutcher saying six and a half six for kev cell six for jay's retro six for america's so bad 5.9 for maddie friggin c and Dan Daniels the third saying a five. Yeah, I think that that accurately reflects what I feel. I think five and a half. You'd probably say was the average there. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm sitting, Zoobs. Um, I thought that this was an interesting episode of Dynamite. Now, of course, the horrible music played us in like any other week. But Zoobs, it is getting to the point I think where this show opening with a promo segment is maybe no longer noteworthy, right? It used to be, it used to never happen. AEW used to be the home of the opening segment is an opening match. And usually a barn burner, yeah. Often a barn burner, you're you're damn right. We've had a couple CM Punk uh, openings, I think a Cody one, and now an Adam Cole and Undisputed Era opening promo to start the show. I want to ask you, Zoob, it's not about this promo in particular, but we'll get there. This shift to more promos in the opening spot, it, right? I keep thinking of Murder Brian coming on here saying that's actually what's more likely to hook. 
a casual fan. Jericho cannot touch half the roster on the mic now. Uh, well, I will say this. Um, Bobby Fish is not the guy that is is bringing the is like oh you want people to stick around for the show you throw that put that stick in Bobby Fish's hand that's not probably the way that I would go about it um, <laughs> just personally I'll say this and I I, I don't want this to uh, this is sort of a running theme that I think I'm going to have with my complaints on this show this week uh, there's a couple like small ticks that people do that I think are of that like gotta have a catchphrase brain I think mm-hmm. who's ready for a story time with Adam Cole baby is such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> I love this take. It's such so a when he goes, Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? baby. It's fucking so. I'm just like, ugh, such a stupid. Because <laughs> what listen, is it about it you don't like? Well, because that was, it was good when it was his first time there, and you were like, oh, he's gonna drop like a. It's gonna it's like like when Punk was like, I'm gonna sit down and tell a story. You're like, oh, he's gonna tell a story. We're gonna dig into. That's just how he starts promos now. So fucking dumb. I have a couple of those nitpicks throughout the show tonight of just like things that people do every time that I'm just not a fan of. And I think I'm, I think I'm just not a fan of like that stuff that seems so obvious, like hitting a cue. Like I'll talk about it later sure. on in the show. But like, I really think that's a really stupid way to start a promo every single time. When the, when the promo, when it's not like a story, the, the story time was like, <laughs> oh, true. I'm calling out best friends. That's not a story. I, I don't know. It would have stupid. to start with once upon a time. Or it would have a beginning, middle, and end. It wouldn't just be like, <laughs> we're challenging a tag team. Exactly right. Think about it. I keep t- expecting him to actually tell a story, and he never uh, does. Stupid. It's funny. This has never occurred to me before, Zooms. I don't think it's especially stupid, but the chat, 100% with you. They think that this is a, a bad way to start a promo. I, 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 and I'm, listen, I, I will also, admit, I'm, I'm not as like, I'm not as 100% in on Adam Cole as a lot of people are, I think. I like Adam Cole. I think he's very serviceable, but um, I think sort of when you look at the roster and you look at, he sort of slots into me as like the 10 to 20 tier versus like top 10, can't miss it. Don't go away when Adam Cole's on the mic sort of thing. I think it's actually maybe something that our show's missing or a dynamic that's pretty unique to us is that neither of us are especially Adam Cole guys. Somebody who I think from, the indie career to the NXT run, I don't want to say worship, but largely, you know, in places of importance, a top guy everywhere he's been. I, I obviously recognize the star power, but I think, I don't even know who likes him more of you and I. We were both at that takeover. I assume you. Down by his main event match. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, know, man. I spent years shitting on him on the, yeah. on the other show when I was talking NXT. Whoops. Uh, and it's not that I don't see anything in him, uh, but I don't see the, maybe the scale that, He's always put in a position of importance that maybe I don't fully see him. Uh, yeah, for me, it's always like, oh, Adam Cole, he's cool, and I'm like, is he? Like, are we? Sh- like, are you sure? <laughs> are you absolutely sure this guy is super cool? Because I don't know that he is. Like, maybe. Know. Um, let's talk a little bit about his star power, though, Zoobs. Because whether you or I see it in him or not, he's not a star of the tier of cm punk obviously or you know in a feud as hot as punk and mjf but this crowd did not act like oh this isn't a big enough thing to open dynamite this people crowd was electric yeah. to see adam cole tonight. people people love to go boom and they love to go baby also yeah that's well, why he doesn't need the story time with adam cole thing you already have two things and, and you're a heel for those keeping track. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know a, that's a good right. heel would do the oh and then Oh, he's gonna! I'm gonna shout Adam Cole, baby! To go, ah, you I know that eats. Dog. I know that eats you up when the when the heel can't help but get cheers. I know that eats you up. I don't. I don't 
hate it because like i like attention too if you could command an arena like that it's probably a huge rush you know, not yeah i don't think all heels need to be an unlikable baron corbin type but like outright taunting is is a is a little or like feeding is a it's, it's a bit, bit much for me but received as a star tonight uh flanked by bobby fish who would be the the third of three for these guys and my number one of three kyle o'reilly is Kyle O'Reilly a little wooden on the mic, though? They're putting him in these positions, and he's trying, right? Like, he's he's definitely, like, giving it something. But it's, as much as I like him and as much as I do in these segments, he's the guy I'm watching. Uh, he has some room to grow, especially on a show that's so promo strong, hey? The, the, and the Bucks are also not, like, hand these guys the ball and watch the promo magic happen. Like, we've talked about this many times. They're a, they're a team that quite often you're like, what is the build to this thing? And then the match is a banger, and you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. It was good overall, but they're not like you don't always throw them the uh, the bone and sort of go nuts on the mic and do whatever you want. So, yeah, I don't think any of these. I mean, Cole is obviously the, the strongest of everybody that, that grabbed the mic here, but I didn't think yes. anything was great. And, and, and I don't think Kyler Riley has to be a, a great promo guy. I don't think he's, he's a agree. fun, goofy personality and, and he's a great ass kicker in the ring. I think he can just be a fun, cool guy that you like to cheer for. I don't know that we need to. Everybody has to be everything all the time. Perfectly sad. Uh, during the Undisputed Era promo, where they're talking about how they're reunited and one of the best teams ever, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler, the third man in the elite with Kenny Omega out and Adam Cole already in ring. A little, you know, I, I, have, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this, we couldn't elect Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy somewhere. This couldn't have been Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Like, this, it just, they all got to be six man, and now we got to bring out Orange Cassidy to be with Trent and, and, uh, Chuck Taylor? This couldn't have just been Chuck and Trent versus Red Dragon or the Bucks. Versus... Anyway, I'm not going to complain because these are all great tag teams who I want to see wrestle one another. But you're right about Young Bucks feuds. It's a little bit like you're doing their thing. Like it's it's you're in wonky land a little bit. And yeah. I, again, the matches are so good and lead to such good things that I don't have a huge problem with it. But there's certainly a feud to be had here that I hope this can reach. Uh, and people are excited to see these teams lock up, but I, I don't know that the feud itself, there's such a natural, easy-to-tell story here, and I don't really feel like these guys are attacking it, which is a little strange to me. Well, we're taking it the long way, right? We're, we're involving the, the best friends. We're involving Orange Cassidy. We're not getting directly to it. I think, I think that plays a big, a big part point. of it. Yeah. No, you're right. The best friends are out to a, a reasonably good reaction and a giant one in my studio where I was like, ah, Chuck Taylor on television. Uh, they storm out, they get the better of these guys for a little bit until the Elite gets the upper hand and the Undisputed, because they end up teaming up the Undisputed Era against the best friends. Uh, Britt Baker is out now. She's kissing Adam Cole, which I thought is a, a great add to the Elite that she's in the fold. I tweeted out that this is going to lead to Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Cole and Baker, and that is exactly what got announced later on in the show. Um, what do you think on this uh, this start here, Zoom? Uh, not the strongest start of the show they've ever had. Obviously, we've talked. The, the matches have delivered. The promos have been MJF, uh, Punk level. It's it's a it's a big spot. Um, didn't get me the most hype. When I when I looked at the card, and I was like, "What's going to open this show?" Um, right. When they're like, "Adam Cole's going to talk," as we discussed a minute ago, it doesn't. I'm not glued. You know what I mean? And it should. But, but take ultimately, much. I will I will say ultimately, um, I do like Britt as part of the pairing. I think that. When, mm. when you look at where she is with the women's division and sort of we sort of have the question marks about like what the division's going to look like in, in her alignment with you know we had her and her her cronies 
it does make sense for her to be part of this and, and gives her another new sort of position of power to be in to sort of Lord, almost like, almost like being bored of the women's division and, and like dominating it so much that, yeah. and it also adds and I'll, before I'll, I'll move on from this quickly, but like what I like about it is we have now, if you talk about Brit's next challenger or who is taking the title off of Brit, you have three people that you can point to now when you're, you're adding Statlander to yep. that mix is like, she's now feuding with Statlander and Ruby and she always has uh, Rosa in under in, Rosa. Yeah. So like, I think that's a really big part of this is like, you really are building her um, a lot of concurrent storylines where it's like, she's going to get caught eventually. Someone's going to catch her because there are, she's stacking up too many rivals to, to ever run away from it all. Really, really well said. And I, again, I, I agree with you. I like Baker in that space. I think she wears it well, like the more elevated she can appear She'll carry it just fine. And so, yeah, agree with everything you said there. Again, best friends, Young Bucks, Red Dragon. There's no pairing of those tag teams that I don't want to see wrestle each other. Hell, if you break them down into singles, there's basically no pairings of those guys that I don't want to see wrestle each other. I'm still siced. Just want it. I wouldn't mind a little bit more uh, clarity. Or if we're going to have this much promo time, it needs to go to some people with some better promos. Like if you have an yeah. Eddie Kingston with the Young Bucks, just to use an example that we all know yep. you're dealing with something different and uh yeah that's just kind of where i uh went oh hey jeffrey saying the hater dissension as well so you could say that as a fourth person that's right uh for Baker great point it's a good point hey, yeah great point yeah so there we go they'll say because they don't go to this very this well very often i have some patience for the mixed tag yeah there you i go. agree I'm, I'm looking forward to the mixed tag i think it's a good pairing of i think and i think they've done a great job of like it's a mixed tag where I don't expect, if I'm wrong about this, I will wear it. I don't expect them because of the pairings they picked to have to be like, oh, the, the man tagged out, tag the girl in, right? I think, I think, I think Statlander Cole is a, they can work really well together. And I think Orange Cassidy is a great foil for Britt Baker. I think, I think, I think, I think they can work though. Maybe they're not going to be, you know, extended periods of action face to face, but they can interact without it being ridiculous. Orange Cassidy just gives you a lot of outs for that situation, right? Yeah. There's a lot of ways Orange Cassidy and Britt Baker can wrestle without Orange Cassidy <laughs> only, really only, having yeah. to lay a hand on her. Ashley Kusher points out the only, the only thing is, like, Statlander's going to tower over Adam Cole, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Destroy Adam Cole. She could, she, pretty, could, she could beat up Adam Cole. I, I believe that in my heart. Well, she could hit her full moveset on him, I believe, which is pretty remarkable considering how many uh powerhouse moves she does so uh yeah not not my favorite opening to the show but i like everybody involved and yeah so yeah a little mix yeah uh next we get a video package explaining wardlow's symphony of power bombs or at least sort of priming the live crowd to know to call for more and that he's been doing this at the whim of people and that the power bomb is so over uh well some strings play it's funny zooms i was talking about the production last week and how it's always just talking heads I'm not saying this was the world's best video package, but this was different, right? This was at least uh, a little bit of a different vibe that sometimes they bring. I was happy to see it. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Thank yeah, you to Matty friggin' C for his fifth month subscription suit. Five months in a row. Beautiful. That's a lot of loyalty. That's, what were I you doing it. five months ago, Susan? Uh, this? Obviously. Yeah, we've, yeah, we, yeah. we've been here longer. We've been here longer than him, I suppose been here longer than almost everybody yeah mjf comes out first to introduce wardlow for his cm punk match uh mjf in a pink suit zooms you ready for this one that i would describe as pepto dismal hey this guy look out 
you know, this guy starts firing shots. You better duck, right? You get grazed. <laughs> uh, I was pretty excited for Wardlow versus Punk, and I thought that this was uh, a, a really good Wardlow match. For as little actual exchanging there was here, this was a, a great time to me. I really enjoyed uh, Wardlow versus CM Punk. And Purple Gear Wardog, people saying in the in the chat, loved Purple. I, I thought uh, can, the continued, like, absolutely correct building of Wardlow uh, really is impressive to me. It's um, like they're going to unleash a red hot baby face here when he turns on MJF. And they've done a great job of, like, they could have given it to us tonight. Uh, I know you tweeted out two weeks from now they're in his hometown. Uh, I think they've done a great job in sort of building this. And, and it's going to look like a punk machination, but not. 100% like it's gonna it's gonna play into Punk's hand but it will yeah. also be like Wardlow sort of on his own realizing he has uh everything he needs to be a star and I think uh man he looked very 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 good I mean listen a guy delivers eight power bombs uh obviously he's gonna look good but Punk reaching the hand and I know, I know you want to get Josh on your good side you reach the hand down that's that's the that's the you've mentioned it many many times nothing nothing makes you tear up nothing gets you misty-eyed like somebody who doesn't have to reach the hand down, reaching the hand down. CM Punk agreeing. Listen, brother, you powerbomb me as many times as it takes. Throw me through a table. You do whatever you need to do. Uh, I love it. And it's crazy. Like, CM Punk is that company's top star in terms of fame and all these things. And he's out there to effectively, not a greenhorn, but Wardlow has not Pretty close. ever been in a feud or anything. And... Punk is just taking, what did you say, eight power bombs? Did it something end up like being? that. Something I like seven that, or eight, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Punk selling extremely. I mean, this is the guy who knows how to sell an ass kicking and looks phenomenal doing it. Um, I have a bit of a commentary issue here. Wardlow throws Punk into the turnbuckles and uh, Punk takes it face first like Bret Hart used to. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and commentary calls it as, See a punk hitting the turnbuckles like Bret Hart used to. And it's like, well, hang on. That hitting the turnbuckles face first isn't a Bret Hart move. It's like, that's just that's how Bret Hart chose to sell an Irish whip. Like, it's it's just it breaks it breaks wrestling convention to call that. Oh, like Bret Hart used to get thrown into the yeah, turnbuckles. Right, right. Yes, absolutely right. It's like, uh, hang on, well, no, no, no. It's like, well, how about really strong people used to throw bread? I don't know. It's very funny to me. Yeah. The selling shouldn't uh, be a signature move. I agree. Shop Top saying, did anybody else notice Dr. Samson checked out Punk after the table spot? Maybe offered a Z pack for the pain. Yeah. Let's, let's hope there's no hard feelings after the lawsuit, pal. Yeah. Where's Colt Cabana backstage? Um, so, uh, after yeah. could you say he was expecting an MJF DQ? I was as well. Yeah. Me too. Uh, but listen, if the goal here, okay, so the goal is obviously for CM Punk. And, sorry, so were you about to say something before I kick No, no, off? go ahead. If the goal here is obviously for MJF and CM Punk to have a great feud, you know, one of your top heels against one of your top baby faces, classic stuff. But I get the sense that they looked at this on paper and they said, okay, amidst this great feud that we're putting together, we're also going to get Wardlow over. This is going to be an inextricable part of this feud. And I think last week and this week are in. Certainly this week in perfect confluence with that. And they are playing it masterfully. This, the, the wrestling psychology of MJF saying, no, no, I want more power bombs. The win is not important. Like what's important is him being weak when we eventually fight. Like you got to kill this guy. I never want to face him. 
another power bomb, another power bomb. The internal strife of Wardlow, who understands that MJ, I think we've all been in like a boss situation like this, like your asshole boss. is like, right, we've got to serve the higher ups, not you. Like we're not, this isn't about you having the, the moment. This is about the company or, or what have you. And that ultimately leading to Wardlow's loss and CM Punk's un, uh, undefeated streak continuing. It's just something that on paper, I think we we're all expecting the DQ. And this is them being smarter than the audience. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely. not in a swerve for the sake of swerving reason either. I know that there are people that are going to nitpick like, oh, he took all the power bombs and then, you know, he loses by roll up. And sort of like the, the New York of it all, the sports entertainment of it all. But as you say, it really is in service of a bigger story. And, and, and to your point, um, I also read it, and I think maybe this is you and I read, reading it one way. Um, you also read it as like MJF wants CM Punk's first win, right? It's, yes, it's not yes, even exactly. It, it's like, I want to be the first guy to beat him. You got him beat. Don't pin him because I want to beat him. It, even, even more than the like DQ finish or the loss on his record. I want to be the guy that gets the one, two, three, and, and, and you beating him doesn't help me at all, really. That's, yeah, very, and that's exactly what it is. And I think, again, we've been in similar positions to that in our own lives. And it's, it's nice to, to see, you know, this hubris sort of play out and how it can lead to losses. Now, I thought that War this could have been approved by Wardlow selling that he was exhausted after doing all these power bombs. Yes, yeah. And if commentary would have been like, because this happens all the time. It's like the lactic acid after doing all these big power moves. This guy's arms are heavy. And then you work with that, like Punk's anaconda vice trapping the arm for an arm triangle. That almost would have made sense after eight. There's ways. I understand why people have a problem with the roll up. I also understand how we got there. Uh, Sean Roush Sapp on Twitter correctly pointing out that uh, it wasn't a roll up. It's uh, inside cradle. It's a, yeah, it's an inside cradle, which is a pin. Yeah. I personally think that's a little in the weeds, but I wouldn't be surprised if those guys did have that discussion. But regardless, yeah. what do you think of the no-sell sequence from Wardlow when Punk's doing the clotheslines from every angle? Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. Um, we're going to bring in our guest. We're going to bring in, because uh, we're, we're getting the, the big fella part of the show. Sure thing. One of my favorite big fellas. One of the best comics in all of Canada. A friend of mine from the comedy scene and a guy who, who hosts the Wrestler Review. Um, my good friend Dylan Gott is going to join the show. Bring him in. There he is. There's a handsome hey, man. Dylan. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You blew it. Uh-oh. You blew it. He blew it. Dylan blew it. Oh, tough. Big thumbs. Tough. <laughs> Had the chance to nail it out of the gate and didn't do it. You hate to see that. Um, no, still no. Still absolutely blew it. <laughs> hate to see it. You hate to see that. Well, that was Dylan, folks. Hope you enjoyed. Um, what can you do? Was that life. was a good appearance. No, he's a good looking. We'll, we'll get him back in here. He's a good guy. Great. I called him big fella, but he's like a reform. He's like actually now um, a trim fella. He's 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 became a dad, and now he's super he's super fit and trim. I love that. That's, yeah. That seems like a good character arc. Came in, gave his thumbs up, and left. Uh, too bad. Uh, a little bit more on the on the sort of the the, the punk. Uh, look at my glasses fogging. I'm like, I look cross. There we go. He's gonna come in loud and clear. I bet. <laughs> is it possibly on our is it potentially on our end zoom although i guess no. i can't hear him so no. no i can because i i have the option to mute him but he's not muted you see you see what i'm saying he's talking shit about we're him, saying but... how good he looks though dylan, dylan i know i'm just saying guy. how he trimmed down how he looks handsome 
Oh. Uh, how he's hilarious. Still can't hear you, Dylan. I'm sorry. Can you hear us, Dylan? Give us a nod. Yes, Oh, he can. can. That's cruel. That's the cruelest version of this. That's a tough time. Dude's, well, you were dealing with that uh, sorted out. I just wanted to say that I got real Sandman and Tommy Dreamer vibes from, uh, you remember the Singapore cane torturing? Yeah, with, great call. Uh, uh, and just this punk is not the most sympathetic baby face on earth, especially on this run. Like, I think people view him as the, the veteran star, but I was still getting those vibes. Uh, great stuff. This is a Titus O'Neil entrance. <laughs> now that's funny you know what's funnier you know what's funnier than the tightest slide though you know what's funnier than the tightest slide is when you hear about vince mcmahon just thinking that's like the funniest thing of all time like it's so that brought me such joy when everybody afterwards is just like vince was in our ears just like you're not a replay that for, for like two hours uh, I was having a really, really, really bad day that day, um, the oh. day of the Titus slide. And I will, I will say, it brought me a lot of joy. That, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an all-time great wrestling moment. Actually, could you say, you got to check the mic source, Dylan. Tough times. Tough times. It's tough. But, and uh, actually, I, I saw you made, well, you can go back here. I just didn't address you because uh, we had the guests coming in. But you were saying that Brett... Heart comment was about Wardlow Irish whipping Punk into the ropes, not Punk selling it. Well, then what part of it is Bret Hart? Getting whipped. Punk sells it. Whip like yeah. Bret Hart used to get Irish yeah. whipped. Yeah, Bret Hart does not come up in a Wardlow Irish whipping. Yeah. Well, Bret Hart used to Irish whip and then take it exactly like CM Punk just did. Wait, what, what part of... Maybe I missed something. Ashley's a smart guy. I could have missed something. Titus World slides says Zag Zone. How have I never seen that? You can't miss. <laughs> Zagzone doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. Sick neck. Let's see. Uh, what do we want to do here, Zeus? Do you want me to move on to the next match? Uh, well, I'll do one slide in one more time. He says it worked in the test. Oh, perfect. We'll have to slide in one more time. Um, but Working yeah. in the test is a great song. Ultimately, I think, I think Tommy Dreamer, uh, I think that's a great vibe. Um, and it makes honestly, it makes sense that like I understand that again the the New York, uh, the, the that of it all of like oh he gets rolled up he's invincible because he's punk, um, but also like there's not a lot on the line for like Wardlow's pissed by this point you have to also say that at the point right is is, yep. is he's like mad at MJF at this point and probably doesn't care as much uh, about he sort of proved his point right then a million power uh -huh. bombs went for his pin foot on the chest, I beat CM Punk, knows that he's won, and is sort of like frustrated and is like, well, I, I, well, fuck this sort of thing, right? I, I think you have to also add that in. But again, we can also be a little bit guilty of um, giving Punk a lot of rope, um, giving Punk a lot of like, we love the Punk matches. Well, allow me to do that again, because it is also, what is a better veteran versus powerhouse finish than a roll-up or a snatch out of nowhere? Like, that is the What's veteran. What's he going to do, GTS him? Yeah, absolutely right. So I don't know. Actually, you're saying the intense whip, like throwing him hard. Uh, Flub, you are so smart. You are so great. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bret Hart he thing. hit. He hit the you know, Bret Hart did an intense Irish whip. Punk sold it like Bret Hart. Like a second. If you're talking about an Irish whip, when somebody goes face first in the turnbuckle, <laughs> and you say, "Oh, he's face first in the turnbuckle," like Bret Hart. That I don't. Even if he's talking about the Irish whip, Bret Hart is not known for an Irish whip. He is known for hitting the turnbuckle face. When did I fill my cup? Oh, it, just a second ago. Yeah, sorry. I, get, I forget. It's a smaller screen. I'm, I'm in the squares now. 
I mean, this, I mean this, we're in the squares, so you can't see my oh, entire yeah, yeah, like Hollywood. Uh, Yoshihashi breaking his shoulder after the Gato turn was incredible. Agreed. Look, all I know is that I'm right. So it's good. Yeah, I got no disagreement. <laughs> I, I got no, I got nothing to disagree with there, bro. <laughs> These guys lose. Anyway, we move forward. Okay. Up next. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Mm. So would you like me to get to a keep it or kick it about this match before we actually dive into it to buy Dylan a minute or two? Yeah, why not? Well, then let's get to our first keep it or the kick it of the evening, a segment which I take a prop from the wrestling world and ask you, the Zoobs, and the Brainiacs in the chat if they want to keep that item, which means they like it, they love it, they want some more of it, or they keep that item, which means they hate it, despise it, and never want to see it again. Zoobs, do you understand the rules? Of keep it or kick it. I do. Zoobs, keep it or kick it. And thank you to our mod, Maddie Mac, for putting the emotes in the chat. Head to that smiley bar. Get the keeper kicks ready. Here we go. Zoobs, keep it or kick it. Powerhouse. Well, maybe I'll say it this way. We saw these two guys back to back, similar muscle men, getting a push adjacent to one another. My keep it or kick it is this. Zoobs, Powerhouse Hobbs has a higher ceiling than Wardlow. Keep it or kick it. Keep that's a keep for me. I love. I love when over this. I'm incredibly high on Powerhouse Hobbs. Just like sickeningly high on Powerhouse Hobbs. I think he's got everything. I think that if they unleash him a little more, with I, I would be. I would be as a, if I were a general manager, I would be pushing the limits as, as to what Powerhouse Hobbs can do on a week in week out basis. I would be. Constantly trying to find him matchups that showcase him. I would be giving him mic time to let him to let him grow and explore in that way. I I would be giving him the touches in in an in an NBA sort of talk. I would be I would be giving him possessions. I would be I would be saying, explore your your limits here. Give, let's see what you can mm. do here. I would I would be I would be all in on the like. Hobbs needs to be uh, in the discussion for a guy that we can strap a rocket to here a jeffrey and shane wallet owner both pointing out uh powerhouse hobbs smirk uh that like mean snarl thing he does i think is what they mean he's like yeah that that's a hell of a look that's a million dollar snarl i agree with the damn chat zooms let's see this split here a kick a kick a keep a kick a keep a kick a keep 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 I would say What's mostly that, uh, 80, I would say 80 to 90% keep. Yeah, it looks, I was going to say 75%. So it sounds like we're in a similar zone. Now, that's not to slight Wardlow, who I think we all see as somebody who has an enormous ceiling and is, uh, you know, in all fronts poised in a better position than Powerhouse Hobbs, at least single stardom wise. But I look at Powerhouse Hobbs and now this match against Dante, I thought there were some green moments in it, some late selling and whatnot. But I enjoy the developmental side of wrestling to a degree, and these guys are both people who are developmental to me. I still enjoyed this match. Uh, and between the two, and including Wardlow, I just think Powerhouse Hobbs is somebody that you have to have an eye on if you're this company as somebody to... And I don't mean push as, a, as an upper mid-card, or I mean a, a strong guy beats people quickly push at some point in this time. A Mark Henry Hall of Pain. Uh, what uh, Wardlow uh, has been getting. He just went through like a, a two months of... Agreed. Washing people on television. Agreed. But e even above the local jobber level, I mean like a, a push push for uh for the powerhouse. 
I'm into I'd it. I personally love to see it. I'm into it. <sighs> Kev Sell saying he's a big Wardle guy, but thinks Hobbs has a higher ceiling. I agree. Hobbs has a higher ceiling. Yeah. Have to get around. I would like, like to see what he like. He must be not. I don't know. They must. I must just assume he doesn't have a great mic play. They would be handing him the mic, right? Is that sort of what we're? But he, like, he can have Taz as a manager. I, I I don't see. You know, I don't see any any reason why he shouldn't be in that conversation. Yeah, people want wrestlers to be well rounded, and I don't. Like a wrestler, Powerhouse Hobbs important. doesn't need to be a good promo to me. Powerhouse Hobbs will be the worst promo on earth if he needs to be, because like you exactly right point out not only does he have taz but if taz is on commentary let ricky starks do it like he has outs and uh this is a guy who i just really think needs to be an important spot obviously again i thought this match was a little green in spots but even more than dante martin hobbs is somebody that i think this company has to make uh what am i trying to say here um has to make important stuff has to make uh yeah. exception of has to really put in positions of prominence love powerhouse hobbs I think uh, Heart Notes has, has Hobbs had a storyline that wasn't basically just a Taz storyline. I don't think he has. No, he's, unless he's, you count that he was like tangentially attached to the Brian Cage breakout, like he was the first Cage match. He's on the, the muscle. To... He's the muscle for the yeah. He needs to destroy. It doesn't need to be get complicated. He needs to destroy people. America's so bad is right. Yep. As we had as we had said last week, um, or on Saturday, I think it was a, a, a Hobbs Starks tag team run. That's easy money for me. That's really easy for me to be like. Yeah, this is you have the you have the cocky, uh, like chihuahua that is Ricky Starks running around yapping his mouth, and then he runs behind the pit bull, and 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 Hobbs just tears guys apart. They, they tag Hobbs in, and he rips guys apart. I think that's so easy. Your small guy, big guy tag team where one guy is a shit talker, like showboat, flamboyant. I knew that was just just a fucking enormous guy in overalls who comes in and whips ass. I was an Enzo and Cass fan for basically the reason you're describing. I like the Timon and Pumbaa dynamic for a tag team where you have the, <laughs> or the, the image of, you know, the bird that eats the bugs off the hippo and yes. then the hippo keep, it's like, yeah, don't come near the bird. I'm a hippo. Like that, that sort of dynamic. It just always works for me. That said, Soups, coming up on here later on in the show, the tag team division might be getting a little crowded, especially when you never have the matches. Uh, there's, there's another fresh tag team that I'm very excited about coming up later on here. Uh, in the show. Arn Anderson. Brock Anderson. We didn't talk about Vich. the actual we didn't talk about the actual, actual match yet. Let's talk. Well, I said I thought it was green and I thought that the, the back oh, yeah. guy was pretty mistimed. What 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 did you want to say uh about Hobbs and uh, Dante? I think I think uh for me this was a sort of a litmus test for me was was sort of like um uh, you have two guys that are not necessarily they're both green, but they're both um Still pretty early on, where they're still not fully formed, right? They're still pretty early, and I thought, uh, you know, you know, the high flyer versus big guy dynamic uh, is always an interesting thing to see. Can can, can Hobbs keep, keep him grounded? Can Hobbs sort of keep him uh, under control? That sort of um, sort of thing. And I thought I came away again, continuing to be, and maybe it's because I have the Hobbs colored glasses on. I, I came to be like, I think Hobbs is probably a little further along than Dante Martin is. Um, and I continue also, trying more too, right? Yes, that's that's for and, sure. That's for sure. So you like leave yourself like because I totally agree with you. Dante looks sort of looser out there in this match, but a lot of that, if he was in there with a big guy, like let's say Paul White was out there, somebody who knew positionally, like it had a lot of matches. I wonder if somebody like Dante would look a little better because when you have a little bit of greediness on the powerhouse side, some of the landings and catches were just like very, very cooperative or even mistimed. 
but I agree fair. with you. Dante looks a little more off, but I appreciate that it's like it's because he is just going every match. Like he is putting his pedal to the floor. So yeah, I, I agree on both fronts. That's a really fair, I think, way to way to sort of sort of break it down. And uh, again, I'm just very very high on 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 the potential of Hobbs and and where he can be and where he's going to go. Um, I thought I had an extra thing there, but maybe I, maybe I don't. Oh, Dante Martin's got the, he has the worst Twitter handle. I maybe like, oh. I, I, his worst Twitter handle in wrestling for sure. But like, what um, is that? It's Lucha underscore angel one. That's so bad. That's so wow. unbelievably bad. I can't believe how that's bad. horrible posting. That's, that's Lucha bad. underscore. So you have the underscore and the number. The underscore and a number. And he's, you know, doesn't have a mask. No mask. He does not strike me as the Lucha Angel. No one's, I've never heard him called an angel of <laughs> any sort. Doesn't identify him. Lucha underscore angel one. I could not believe. I was like, that is probably made when he was like 16, right. which is. Yes. Well, sure. You're sure right. But you're allowed to change your fucking, you can change it. I changed mine twice. Like, it, it's not a big deal. Here we go. Dylan I got. My- I. Hey! I just, I just almost fought, uh, threw a computer through a wall. How are you guys? Are you guys okay? I'm so sorry. This, by the way, this is not necessary for some reason. Microsoft <laughs> Edge. I was using Microsoft Edge. That's how badly I wanted to do this. <laughs> My You're computer edging. wants me to use Edge so me too. badly. Me too. <laughs> not going to happen, Microsoft. Hi, yeah, Dylan. Exactly. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Apologies for all the great technical issues. What a lovely background, Josh, and just zoobs in a hallway at a Holiday Inn. Good for you. I'm in my unfinished basement. Uh, I'm in an unfinished basement, Dylan. What do you want from me? (laughs) I'm in a garage. I'm going to send a picture of what's in front of me, and it's literally a treadmill I put up against the squat rack. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Dylan, I wanted to get your thoughts because... um, you are a big guy fanatic. When we, when we first met, you were the only person I ever knew who was like, I love the big boss man was sort of what was your. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Josh last week on the show had an impassioned defense about like, where has the big fat guy gone in wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, this show, we had Bear Country. We had Will Hobbs. We had not, not that Hobbs is fat, but he's a big fella. Uh, we had Wardlow. Lance where are you on the Brody state? King. of? That's right. Brody King. Where are you on the state of big fellas in pro wrestling right now? See, here's the thing, is that big guys, like, who's a really good big guy? Oh, there's a guy in MLW. What's his name? Uh, I, I do not watch MLW. Oh, no. It's, there's it's, a guy it's, in MLW who's really, really good. Not Calvin Tankman. Tankman, yes. Yeah, he's Calvin great. Calvin Tankman's good. Calvin Tankman's great. But, like, all AEW big guys come off as we're in an open relationship big guys. They're not, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Brody King is like, yeah, it's me and this guy. You could you could fuck our wives all night if you want to. God damn it. You know what I mean? Versus like Ray Trailer's like, oh, fuck, get in the cell or this guy's going to do some legit war crimes to you. <laughs> Even though Ray Tra- I'll be honest, I started liking the big boss man because I was like, oh, this guy's got like a fat guy body, but there's no like muscle. It was just like very thin wrists. He was a Six foot eight with thin, thin wrists. I was like, this is probably how I'll grow up. Just all, <laughs> all midsection. Nothing you're, else. You're yoked now. You used to be a big fella and you're, you're yoked now. I'm far from yoked. I'm far from yoked. I, uh, yeah, but thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. I'm comedian yoked. There was a, I won. <laughs> yeah, that's a true. Of, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
I won a bunch of arm wrestling contests at this comedy festival, and then it got word got around like apparently this guy thinks he's all fucking strong, and I kept saying I am not strong, and then I started having to arm wrestle a bunch of grips, and then like a hundred and thirty pound man beat me so like he put me down so softly, and I was like, yeah man, I I told them I'm only strong for guys that think they work out. You know what I mean? Like I did ten push-ups last week. But Dude, let me know. ask you a question. Of course. I'm not ready to leave this fat guys who let people fuck their wives uh, analogy. <laughs> I think I think it's evocative of a certain thing in wrestling. So to give an idea of the opposite end of the scale, can be at any point through wrestling history. Mm. Who is a big giant wrestler who would not let you anywhere near their wife? John Tenta. John Tenta. Wow. You know what, though? Maybe it would wow. be John Tenta. John Tenta kind of gives me off. If you guys ever seen the movie Sideways, where you catch him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You catch him, he catches you fucking his wife, and you get out, and then they have hotter sex. That's <laughs> what John Tenta does. Purposely. Oh, he doesn't. It's not a thing. It's like, I fucking, I'm fucking better at this. But like, Typhoon was fucking. I mean, Shockmaster, obviously, there's a reason he worked after that gimmick. They're, you know what the difference is? The difference is a, a, a fat guy who's 300 pounds and like 5'11", and a fat guy who's 300 pounds and 6'6". Like, Vader is a great example. Bam Bam Bigelow. These guys are like actually really athletes, but like, obviously this now wrestling isn't a thing you do because football didn't work out. It's a thing you do because you love it, because right. like every form of entertainment, there's so many people that want to do it, that you have to love it. Because you're gonna do, you may do it for a decade before you get paid at all. Yeah, I think, I think, and then to segue perfectly out, we were just talking about Powerhouse Hobbs, and that's why you wanted to talk. Uh, or that was your main point to talk tonight. And I was looking at. I thought his, this was gonna be Hobbs then out, which I was fine with. I was looking at his career, right? Because he's he's a guy that we consider fairly fairly green in sort of the bigger term. But I was looking, like he started on the Indies in 2009, technically. Like he was he was wrestling in 2009. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Right, well, right out of high school. Saw, he's 30 years old. So I saw him, obviously, first saw him in AEW, because I'm not, like, really a big indies guy, but, like, yeah. um, I'll watch, like, the super indies and stuff, but I saw him with, um, obviously, the Nightmare Family, and then when he moved to Team Taz, and I always thought of him as, like, kind of an extension of Brian Cage, but yes. then I saw a couple promos he did on Dark, and I was like, why doesn't this guy always have the mic? And you can also see the evolution of his character where it's like obviously the feud is coming where you don't even come out with us anymore taz all you do is pay attention to hook hook doesn't come out with them anymore it'll be very interesting to see how they evolve that because i'd hobbs obviously is more much farther along than hook but like they have something with him that they might have to like hook is the entire reason people watch rampage like if you look at the youtube Legitimately. It's like always like the head. It's always the main event, and then just Hook did something, and the main event has 500k, and Hook doing anything has 400. Yeah. And do you understand why? Do I understand why? I think any of us do. Like, I, watching Rampage is not something. Hook gets singles matches, and you can only see him there. He is not a six man tag of you yeah. set up for dynamite. Like, it's the only piece of appointment television they give Rampage, which shows you what they think of Hook, I think. Yeah, they they basically have they're, they've made emo Goldberg, and everyone wants it. 
he comes out, he pops, he's gorgeous. Like Goldberg was like an ugly man who wanted to kill you, and Hook's just a guy who wants to be left alone to like write in his diary. The <laughs> AEW roster is really just like who's eating poutine under the stairs in high school. Just it's just a bunch of goddamn goss. It was a very goth episode. When, when you add the Brody oh. King, it was a very goth episode this week. What's it? I mean. The th- and the thing about Malachi Black is so weird. I was thinking about it because, like, ostensibly, this guy goes from a company that's not using him or using him incorrectly to then a company that's like, oh, they're going to use him so well. And now he's like, I mean, I understand they did, did a tag on the indies, but it's like this, like, evil goth guy has, like, I, they're going to do the cult thing, but it's like, how many cults can you have on a television show? And how many factions can you have before it's just like, just he just leave the man alone like can't he just be a cool loner or i guess maybe he wants to be a heel i don't know AEW is also cool in that you can trust their process like people are still trusting that the cody Rhodes thing isn't just like i still think it's like tnt being like no you're on our fucking game show like you're a good guy like you can't be a bad guy right yeah because like do you guys want to do this but for go big show next week (laughs) buddy i when they when they went to commercial and the guy was on fire making the doing the Rubik's cube, I was like, I don't even care about wrestling anymore. Give me this for <laughs> an hour every week. It's so funny that like they're like America's Got Talent took all the talent. So I guess like I don't know, some guy fucking sucking his own pubes. What do we got to do here? Fear factor, but it hurts. It. So I am of the opinion that they could have every single person in a faction in AEW, and I would love it. But that's because I like mm-hmm. when bullshit matches have like some minor stakes. Like when Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy are facing off, I know that that's sort of representative of this greater feud that's going on. And that works for me. But yeah, I don't know. It's something, do you remember when they launched? I felt like half the roster was legitimately like an emo person. Yeah, when they lost because it was like pick your own character, and they're like, okay, I wear all black and I win every match, and they're like, okay, (laughs) we can't do that anymore. (laughs) But I think like Pack has been also lost in the shuffle. Like, it's got such a big roster, and I, you would say that like Matt Hardy certainly is only on television still because so someone can flick the channel and go, is that fucking Matt Hardy? No, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang up on this guy. Who let this, is this guy on? microphone didn't work? <laughs> yeah, this cut his mic again, Zoom. <laughs> hey Matt man, Hardy. he's out here taking package pile drivers in the year of our Lord 2022, but good lord. He he's moves fine. like my he, nana. He, nothing moves from here to here, and he lets guys pile drive him <laughs> in he's his home like, state. <laughs> He took that pin though. People want something different in wrestling than I do. Matt Hardy being able to barely move and taking pile drivers all because he's like teaming up with Andrade and teasing breaking again works for me. Sign me on the dotted line. <laughs> I like that you time. listed only bad things and then you're like, and that is great. I say all the time on this show, I I go they could make that broken universe go for another 10 years and i will be the guy in the 11th year saying feed me more i find that oh stuff you're ryback cool. for matt hardy i also specific. love ryback but that yeah that, we love the big ooh, fella let's get it when he spears that woman into the pool and she comes up hot that's one of the best things <laughs> that's an ad for supplements it's... dude I, I don't care that's the greatest have you seen uh Nick, paul who's on the channel loves to post uh ryback clips of ryback rapping which are phenomenal each as good as the as last part of his as part of his fast food review <laughs> yeah oh yeah because he went viral apart from wrestling 
So, uh, so I was on TikTok, and then some like ripe, some dumb Ryback thing came up because I watch wrestling, and you know it knows me better than I know myself. And yes. and some, and then the top comment was, "Is this the fucking chips guy?" Because I guess he went like hyper viral because he just fucking muscle, like not even shoe, just somehow used only the muscles of his face for the chips, all back gums. No you know what I mean? But Good if for they him. brought in, if they brought Ryback in, Ryback was dope too. If they brought oh, in yeah. a feud with CM Punk, it would be the most overviewed yeah. in AEW. Well, that's the thing. That's what AEW fans want. AEW fans want like the Miz and Ryback and like all these dudes who are, like it sounds weird, but it'd be like the the greatest feud in uh, AEW history would be like these guys aren't good at wrestling versus these guys. You know what I mean? Like are great at we, it. And here the we brought back Teddy Biasi Jr. and he is the million dollar man <laughs> off of that stolen welfare money. And good for him for doing. <sighs> I am sickeningly. I'm not 100%. I still have some Ted DiBiase Jr. stock. I, I, it's, it's bottomed out. You know that he stole over a million dollars. Him and Marcus Dupree, which if you know the Marcus Dupree story, that's such an insane... It's a 30 for 30 on him, where it's like all about like, oh, he hurt his knee, and you know what? He really deserves a second chance at life. But he did manage to steal $2 million in welfare funds, too. So good for him. He's coming back as a heel. That's what you gotta do. You gotta do heel, live the gimmick, as Cornette says. <laughs> Zoops, who's the most protective wife guy in AEW? Oh, it's gotta be Cole, right? He's feuding with a fucking commentator over his, over his wife. What about That's Miro? Him. Well, yeah. Mir- Miro's a fuck my wife guy. Maybe, no, maybe him and Brody King can feud over whether or not you get to fuck their wives. Miro, <laughs> wins, Miro the people get to fuck his wife? And if Brody, Brody, and then Brody King loses the match, and every week's a new promo. Like, God damn it, no one's fucking my goddamn wife. This is hell on fucking earth over here. If he's then, not, it's only because he loves the Lord. <laughs> I oh. love that the evolution of his character is like I like video games. Oh, chat, not happy. I like God, interesting. Miro is not a wife guy. People love the people love Miro. What? Wait a minute, oh. wife? Like wife? Like people won't fuck his wife, or he? He, he would he not let somebody have sex with his wife. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. The, oh! That, it would be, the match would be that if Miro wins, then Brody King has to live Miro's lifestyle, and if Brody King wins, then he has to live Miro's lifestyle. So, Miro Beautiful. would have no chance. Obviously, Miro's winning that in a squash match, and then you just get upset Brody King every week that he has to live the doldrums of no one banging <laughs> his wife. The cuck-elimination chamber. Wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and there's three just... Dis- Disgusting judges. Unbelievable. <laughs> this one has judges too. They're all Jerry Mark Lynn. Henry, Paul White. <laughs> Mark, Henry's, uh, Mark Henry's dope. Mark Henry is, I don't understand. Like a lot of people have Taz stock, which I don't understand. Like I think Taz is a pretty clunky announcer now just because he's like, I'm sportsman Taz and then I'm heel faction manager Taz in the same thing. Like I, the Dante, uh, Dante Martin Hobbs match is dope, but it really does expose that like, these guys are just over because they're great wrestlers. They do not have characters for either of these men. Right. Like, I'm literally, I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs, I do think is a dope wrestling name, but Dante Martin's character is like, look at me jump, everybody. And it's like, is there anything else here? Nope. I'm just, I'm pumped up to be here and goddamn it, I'm jumping all over the place. Like, you got to have something else. Other like, like Derby Allen, obviously, cut, I mean, yeah, of course he's more, probably more charismatic than Dante, I guess, but. I don't know. I'm a big Dante Martin fan as well. 
Beautiful. Uh, Dylan. You should, you, should take the, you should go onto Twitter and change your handle to Lucha underscore Angel 2. Uh, we learned tonight that Dante Martin's handle is Lucha underscore Angel 1. So you could connect yourself to Dante Martin. It's right. Lucha Angel 2 is a nice handle, I feel like. Yeah, it's beautiful. Or I could just take a better, I could just buy the guy who has Dante Martin's handle and just be like, yo, man, if you want this handle, you're going to have to hang out with me. That's, wow. That's a nice gesture. What would you do? We could hang out together. You Dylan, know, what would you do with life. fucking 20-year-old Dante Martin? What the fuck <laughs> would you do? do? I'd do with my niece. I'd be like, hey, do people say mid? And she'd be like, I guess sometimes. And I'm like, That's cool. Okay, well, Dylan. he'd pay half at least i wouldn't have to just like buy buy dante martin weed although i'd be happy to do that uh i bet dante martin doesn't smoke weed i doubt it these kids are protein yeah. shakes and working Sucks. out uh, good old days when people are on drugs in the locker room dylan two more questions for you Ooh. number one tell us about the wrestler review tell the folks about the rest of the review about your show with with john hazy oh okay cool um this is very specific but if you're familiar with uh like biographies like any biographies is that meets the podcast uh called come town but we did start before come town so we're all pretty mad but essentially we just pretty much the brody king thing that's the whole show <laughs> but about one wrestler at a you time pick, you pick, i've been on there okay, I... yeah, so we talk about this last this last week we did a two finished up our two-man uh two-part series on conan the week before that we oh, did wow. a, an episode on jerry mcdivitt um i bet that conan was... one is stacked there is uh the Conan one is hilarious because like once he gets to impact, he just like cause everyone obviously judges I mean, say everyone. English speaking wrestling fans judge everything obviously on the English speaking wrestling the person does, but no one ever takes into account Conan makes all his money in AAA. He's a huge star there. He runs the promotion, he doesn't give a fucking shit. So there's like hilarious in, uh if you go to our TikTok at wrestler review, there's all these amazing things where Conan's doing an interview and he's just Starts. There's one interview where it's like them and um, them and uh, the new LAX Santana and Ortiz, and they're trying to sell the old LAX versus Eddie Kingston feud. And you know Santana and Ortiz doing the hard sell. And then Conan just goes, "Yo, have you guys heard the child new childish Gambino album?" <laughs> and then Alicia Toots like, "What?" And he's like, "It's not as good as I thought it'd be." <laughs> and he's supposed to be like the manager of the stable. I mean, I didn't realize that, that like. Dude, when he was when he was first Conan the Cholo character, he was in the Dungeon of Doom. I spend my entire life listening to shoot interviews, and one of my favorite things is the inevitable story when somebody goes and does a run in Mexico, and they're like, "Conan treated me like shit." <laughs> it's so, it's so, like, yeah, I ran into Conan. Like he spoke English, so like he met a lot of us, and we would go there. I was like, "Oh, this guy's okay," and then inevitably, every story is like. I hate that fucking guy, and it would be on site with him. <laughs> That's what I loved about him. That's why it's like him and Kevin Nash were such a funny pairing, because you could tell they're like, oh, these guys are great to us, the fans. Yeah. <laughs> to the peers. <laughs> they're doing weird things like, can you hold this for me? And you're like, sure. And then they just make you hold it for a long time and see how long you will. Are you gonna... Are you doing something? No, I just wanted to see how long you'd hold it. <laughs> you know? uh, anyway, Cargill's the future of this business. We're all, I think they should call it Pro J Cargill going forward. Is uh, that your my, question? Dylan, my last question. My wife is 29 weeks pregnant. Okay. I have, I have somewhere between 8 and 12 weeks left. What is your, what's your big advice for the next 5 to 6 months of my life? Um, 
Honestly, what I did was, and it did disappoint me, so this is probably a bad thing, but I uh, looked at the video games coming up and was like, which one's the coolest and which one's an RPG? And this will be my like farewell to being a utter piece of dog shit. And um, my bet was on Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, exactly. Bad. I pre-ordered too. Terrifying. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should do is uh, just play a lot of video games, deep video games, because you're not going to be able to do that for like, I mean, not your whole life forever, but like a year. I, I, I mean, you will be able to play, but it'll have to be like Sims that you don't pay attention to because you yeah. can't like be like, oh, I don't care if the baby's crying. I need to hear the subtleties of this yeah. dialogue, <laughs> you know. I, I, I'm funny. I, I got around to like, I need to finish Red Dead 2. was like my, I was like, oh, I, I need to do that. And I'm so glad I did. That's great. That's a great thing. Red Dead 2, uh, Fallout 4. I got, like, I got like emotional. I got like emotional at the end of, uh, Red Dead 2. I was like, whoa, me and Arthur Morgan have been through a lot in the last month. Zeus, can we just talk Red Dead 2 in the post show today? Post show show. To say, but we'll talk a lot to say about Dutch. I but love it, him. It's amazing that Dylan brings that up because I was, we talked about this on Saturday. It was like, I, in the move sort of challenge myself as like how long can i go without basically unpacking my ps4 so i was like recognizing that like it's just not a healthy relationship i'm just not like i'm, an, I'm not a functioning adult with with how much i with with video games i'm, I'm, a, I'm a, an it's addict type behavior so oh 100 no this yeah. is uh i um I put my uh, like I, my Xbox stopped working. I was very excited about that. I was like, thank God I'm out of it. And uh, then I got a PS3 and I work out while I play the PS3 because the load times are so long. You can do a set and then the thing will have loaded. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love it. So that's like, but that's the most that's the most positive relationship I've had with video games. Otherwise, it's just me trying to figure out a patch that works that I can make a No Mercy mod work on my computer. <laughs> Or next in the chat, right? Out of that for a little bit. Uh, Dylan, are you allowed? Do, are you allowed to do stand up right now? Probably not, right? No, I'm. It's just me and a child. But honestly, it's it's great. Raising a kid's great. He did a bonsai drop to me, and then immediately gouged my eyes, and I was like, "That's heel work, baby. This kid's a natural. That's ten months old." <laughs> I love it. MJF's fucking dog shit. He's gonna be done with uh, this kid. Oh, no, sorry. It's okay. It's great. You're gonna love it. Thank you. Uh, Dylan, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you powering through the uh, technical difficulties and joining us in the show. You're welcome back anytime. Now that we know what it takes for you to get on here, technically, uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. Check out the, uh, the rest of the review and check out Dylan Gott. Oh, I'd like to publicly shame Mozilla Firefox and Google Chrome. <laughs> thank you. They're very sunk much. now. Thank publicly you, Dylan. shame. Thanks very much. Have a great <laughs> night, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dylan. Dylan. Appreciate it, man. That's Dylan Gott, folks. Yes, it is. Fired up. Our, Dylan is. Uh, listen, the fact that I would have anybody from when I was doing comedy, I didn't. I intentionally, I was waiting. If you were going to ask, like, what was it like to know comedy zoobs? Um, Dylan, one of the few that uh, has survived me talking to uh, throughout. Been, I, I, I checked the other day. It's been 10 years since I graduated, since I like started doing comedy. 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. We gotta get him on a post show because I'm so interested in comedy zoos. Dylan's Dylan is uh one of the very few that I ever was like, oh, here's a here's somebody that like I can actually talk. You you know this creative arts. You get around some of these folks and you're like, you are not a normal person. 
Fans <laughs> just like, might be worse than comedy for this. For sure. And Dylan, I was like, here's a guy as as ridiculous as he obviously, that was a great introduction. That's Dylan to a T. I was like, somebody that can it's actually introduction. talk to about stuff and not have to like pretend that I'm like, I'm doing my art right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I dude for a hundred percent that he's your Mike Noble, you know, Mike Noble friend yes. of the channel. Uh, our bands were playing together. You know, you're just around all these weirdos who are talking about God knows what. And I remember Finn Balor at the time, Prince Devitt had just signed to NXT, but he hadn't come over or anything. Yeah. And like, I don't know how Mike and I started talking about it. And it was just like, Oh my God, I only run into yutzes at these things. And now I'm just like talking about this guy signing. We were just like friends from there forward. Thank yeah. You, uh, it's one of those things, right? You, you go and there's, 200 people at this open mic and there's one guy where you're like thank fucking god <laughs> like thank god you're here you. <laughs> yeah like honestly and i'll we'll move on we'll review the show there was a i used to host an open mic late night garbage show but the best night of that open mic was dylan brought his laptop and we simmed seasons of nba 2k didn't even play as we, we simmed like 14 seasons of nba 2k together in between sets in the show. And I was like, that's the most fun I had in comedy in like two years. I was like an adult that understands what I'm going for. Anyway, Dylan got, check him out, check out wrestler review, uh, him and John Hastings. He would be a great guest on that show, by the way, I'm going to set you guys up because I was on oh, there. I talked, about, nice I talked about Stacy Keebler and I was on for, uh, Mike Rotunda. I had a, t- they had a blast. They do the research hmm. and you're, they sort of throw like years and things at you. I think you'd be great for it. I will wow. hook you guys up. Yeah. Well, that does sound very fun. If he ever wants to, uh, Tell you what, if I'm but, down to all but their fans are disgusting. I will, I will agree. He was like, "It's come town for wrestling." I was like, "Yeah, the fans are our brainiacs. They're are no like, brainiacs. Our brainiacs, are, you know, they're it, kind you, of above. You get the brains for a smart take. You get uh, these guys. It's you know who which wrestler would let you fuck their wife? Sort of. It's hilarious could though. I, what I could I spend a day on Twitter just telling them to fuck off after my episode came out or something? I mean, I don't know. You probably wouldn't have to. Yeah, okay, they're not, like, mean, like, coming after you. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Well, maybe they were. Anyway, back to, the sh- back to the show. Jump on in. Thanks for sticking with us. And again, thank you to Dylan. Uh, we will be playing merch match and a post-show show yet to come. So much more here on this Wednesday night. The AE Double Dudes still riding his Arn and Brock Anderson are backstage with Shoddy Lee Johnson. Cutting a promo, Arn's so proud of them. Love to see Arn back here, a little Zoobs bait. FTR interrupts them, uh, challenging them for next week. Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson versus FTR. Next Wednesday's Dynamite. I'm into this. Brock Anderson, time to get ahead of it, brother. That's all. I want. That's my. That's my. I'm trying to not overdo this one small segment. Brock Anderson, get ahead of it, man. Trust me. Trust me. Second generation, aren't it? Could he do the cul-de-sac like his dad? I guess, right? It, well, it, I'll tell you this. The cul-de-sac's coming for him whether he likes it or not, right? He, eventually, it's not going to be up to him. <laughs> At least but, you have to pull it back. I don't, I don't, have, any, I don't have any choice. My, my hairline's back here. But that wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't look great on him. I see it. It's thin. It's, he's, he's, like, he's like, oh, it's uh, wavy is what he's going to say to himself. My, mine's wavy. Brock Anderson's hair isn't wavy. I ain't wavy, man. I'm an ocean, you know? Brock Brock Anderson's hair is thin, is what I would call it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it some time. I think uh, Lee and and, and Brock, this is sort of, we've mentioned this many times. This is what the 
sort of the company is built on, right? So you have this established team that you know versus these guys that you're supposed to get attached to. So that's what this is going to be. Uh, I have time for it. Me too. I'm into it. And I think FDR and uh, and an Anderson family member is probably something that's pretty cool for them. And uh, and Tully and Arn being involved. It's just a fun throwback thing in the middle of the show. I'm all about it. Totally. Like like the handshake, like all that. McVander Huge growing out his hair for the last time. Then he's going to pull off the biggest comb over ever and go on roller coasters. There you I go. Goddamn, I goddamn salute you, McVander Huge. I goddamn salute you. If you are aware, if you are aware, right, yeah. this, this is it for me. This is my last hair grow out. I say you, you can, fucking grow that I hair hope out. not. And I want to address one thing uh, Nick earlier was like, Soobs, you got to download Valorant. I will tell you this. I'm never playing Valorant again in my entire life. <laughs> you were he without Valor. I don't know what that game is about. But I, had, I had about a month where I was like, I'm going to try this. And then a kid that, you know, kids that had to have been in high school. Here's what I don't like about Valorant, right? It's one of those games that you can play wrong. And that I, I oh sure yeah I don't want to be like oh you got to be doing this it's like no I don't no I don't, I don't have to be doing anything <laughs> I, this is, I barely play multiplayer games this is I've been playing Halo with the Discord but that's that's about it. I like gaming on my own mostly I think no punishment yeah I think it's uh, maybe Dennis Dirty Work correctly up. pointing out nature always has the pencil that's, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right Dennis you're damn right you're GD right baby I might be I might uh, be drunk by the, by the time we get to the end of this show that's good I think. It's my third one of these. You left it. I'm feeling a little left out. Maybe I'll go grab I got a I got a bomb to drop post show. You're gonna love this. You don't even know it yet. What? Oh my god! I am excited for merch match and post show. Let's get through this bullshit TV show. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Although I did think this TBS title package with uh, Jade, I, I wouldn't have shown that avalanche move she did again. I, I thought. Yeah. What are we looked- doing here, fellas? This is recorded. What are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, but I don't know. I just thought Sakuragi himself is back doing this thing where they start every comment with wrestling brain dot dot dot. Here's a question that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. No. Yeah, I know that? you're I know you're an hour into reviewing Dynamite. <laughs> let's talk about what I want to talk about. Sakuragi himself. Call in. Let's have you on the show. You wanted you wanted to direct the topics. You want to yeah. decide what we're talking about week in, week out. I remember you from a couple weeks ago. Post show, you you wanted you wanted every single booking choice on the women's show. Josh, fuck, what were you talking about? Nobody cares. Who's winning the men and women's Royal Rumble? Let's go. Oh, I, I, wow, these. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who's winning? Uh, Johnny uh, Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, I know uh, you made notes over two hours. I know you. I know. We've already gone long. I know. I know we're 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 thirty two minutes into Dynamite, and we're at an hour and fifteen of the recording. Who's winning the Rumble? That's relevant. That's relevant. Let's go. Third, the third chair, the third mic is here. I don't know. I don't know if, if this one's making the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to be priest or AJ Styles. Have to agree. Have to agree. No way you answered. Like, Have to agree. God, put me down. AJ Styles, number one, and uh, Becky Lynch. There we go. If you have any soccer, oh, if you have, if you have if you have any other questions, if you have any other topics, we will come fucking on. derail what we have put an hour and 15 minutes of our time into 
Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, so uh Sakuraj, if you maybe want to subscribe, we uh you know uh oh, it's you know it's listen, four bucks. This is true, Zoom Zooms is right. I, I I support everything there. It is like ridiculous. Oh, the, the rumble, I wasn't wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the There you go. Well, some Zang guy Zang. came in, so what can we do? Now Zang Zone is asking an interesting question. <laughs> yeah. <here>. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Back, we'll get to dynamite. We got dynamite, whatever. You know what I mean? We got all night. What is, what is your stance on Elmo's? He's got a short guy. For I don't you. fucking know. Jesus Christ. Holy jeez. <sighs> get him in the DM. Like, let's get this guy in pre show. Let's get this. I don't want to get curveballs like this. Let's get this planned out. The Google Doc. Let's get a Google Doc. No more, no more notes. No more written notes, Josh. We gotta go. We gotta go. Google Docs so we can collaborate on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> Josh, what's the WrestleMania main event? Let's get real here. Let's talk about what's actually going on. <laughs> Oh, this is not. I don't even know. <laughs> oh boy, where oh, are we my, in the show? Jesus Christ! Oh my heavens! I can't get McVander's huge sets. <laughs> Beautiful. That, that was artistic. Moment. That that was artistic by both right, you and McVander Huge. I want to know. I want you both to know. What's the point of doing the show? We can't. That's the peak. Let's just come on with no plan, and then hopefully somebody <laughs> saves us, right? Hopefully, hopefully, people will generate the conversation for us. Hopefully, someone makes up the show on the on the fly. I haven't been through enough today. Jesus Lord. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Who needs it? Who needs it? Who needs it? Who needs it? Not me. That's for damn sure. The phenomenal one versus the tribal chief. Exactly oh. right. Exactly right. I am sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I apologize. I'm going big. I'm going big head mode. I'm sorry for my outburst there. Josh, where are we here? Let's get back on track. You are phenomenal. You forget about the phenomenal one. It's not AJ Styles. It is the <laughs> Zeus. Jesus. I am in. I I am in awe right now. You you can only drink a moment like this in. I can't compete with it. I can't add to it. You can only celebrate someone in the moment of their greatness. Zoobs. Zangzo, did you make that fucking alert? <laughs> Big Zoobs. <laughs> I've got some drinks. I'll be right. Oh, my God. Where are we in the show? Are we at fucking the Eddie Kingston promo yet? Because good Lord. Good lord, I, all I wanted to do this whole night was talk about this Eddie Kingston promo and how good it was. And how much, how much uh, fucking lame it was that Jericho was like, GFY. <laughs> Eddie Kingston was like, okay man, like, <laughs> I'm an adult, you can just say things to my face. I am, I'll tell you this, while Josh is not here. Uh, I am hoping to God. My hope, my hope for this whole thing is that we end up with Eddie Kingston, like, 
taking Daniel Garcia under his wing. That's my that's my big brain is like Eddie Kingston uh for all that he wants to hate on these 2.0 guys cannot help himself and be like I love this fucking Daniel Garcia kid. That's what I hope is the end of all this. Yeah, you got to get into you got to get into the liquor. It's Wednesday night, folks. You got to get into it. Zoobs, you are you are something else. Holy there, moly! There might be people. There might be people who equal you, but there's there's no one who surpasses you. <laughs> you know what's great is we had this fucking incredible community, and if one person stands out, like you and I cannot handle. We can't it. help ourselves. <laughs> this is why we won't grow. We're both too unafraid to lose subscribers. You can you can confirm this. I texted you about that last week. I was like, you didn't you didn't notice this, but I did and didn't say anything. No more. I've had too many St. Remy's. Josh, for the love of God, where are we in the show? Zoobs, I'm going to take a pull of the brandy. This is to you. I'm going to get us back on track. We are the AEWs. We're going to continue the podcast from here, I suspect. Let's jump back onto the show with the fourth match between Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. You got to help me out here, Zoobs. I'm dying. Yeah, I mean, we... At, at 11.20, we, we, we hit the 9 o'clock hour in Dynamite. Did we miss the Hangman promo? Like, have we skipped a bunch? You tore uh, it up. No, that's yet, that's yet to come. You're right, okay. I think. Um, oh, my goodness. What can I even do? Oh, yeah. Uh, Hangman is up literally after this. Okay. Sorry, I'm going by the Twitter timeline, timeline so sometimes it's a little confused. I could also... That's a, totally okay. Uh, what did you think of Karu Shida and Serena Deeb here, what my hope for this is, I hope we are building this. And I think I'm right on this. I think we're building to like a, we're going to have a, a hardcore or a no holds. You can't. You can't make it up. I love this person. Sakuragi himself, I fucking love this. Because I assume you were just like, I'm just going to show up on a wrestling stream. <laughs> Ask some innocent questions about the biggest federation in the world. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You caught me on the right this. You caught me on the right week. Uh listen, I think we're building to, we're obviously building to like a lights out or a no holds barred. <laughs> I hope to God this is somebody I know pulling a bit. There's no the, way. Just the best performance I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we're building to like a no holds barred sort of thing, right, Josh? Am I wrong about that? Building to There's lights definitely going to be a fifth match between these two uh, fine competitors. I thought this might have been the worst of their encounters. I still like. I agree, but it, it reminded me of uh, what's the G one Omega Okada? Is that two, no two's the draw? So Omega Okada three. You remember when they got to do it in half an hour so they get to the pin in twenty four minutes? Yes. This was obviously nowhere near the caliber of those matches. <laughs> But it, it spiritually, I can't look, reminded me of that, where I like these two as a couple and as a pairing. But when you for, you rush it, it isn't uh, in service of it. <laughs> There's just, just no chance we finish the show. Like, there's just no chance. We have to. We have to. I'm committed. I'm getting us there. Zoobs, the aforementioned. Should we end this call? It has to be done. Yeah, I'm about to say it. We gotta, we gotta change the call over. Hold on one second. Uh, we are finally getting to the hangman part, which was like... <laughs> yes. 
I thought was a fucking great part of this show. Um, and your boy, you texted me. You texted me that you needed to you needed to talk about uh, your boy, Lance Archer. There is a lot to say about Lance Archer tonight. So let's talk about. Do we want to start the new call before I kick in? I could probably do it in under eight minutes. Yeah, get let it let it roll. I'm going to throw you the link, and then when you finish, jump into the new chat. So I thought Hangman versus Dan Lambert. Wow, uh, I'm interested. These are two guys who I think Dan being out there have to sort of praise him. You know, I think you're great. That match with Brian's one of the best even I've seen. I like this old school style. And I was sort of like, well, what what exactly is he doing here? Like, there's no way all ego Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky are challenging for the. I my mind went to sort of, oh, are we going to get a weird handicap match here or something? Like, I could not figure out what direction we were going. And yet, he was out there to take a whooping from Lance Archer, at least to tease that. Lance Archer coming out in braids, dressed head to toe in black. Zoobs, I have, just talk about a guy I've gotten wrong. Never saw, you know, rest in peace, Jimmy Rave. Uh, but, you know, Rock and Rage were the only time that I was familiar with him before. I didn't see much of his TNA run. The stuff I did see was unremarkable. Then he has those matches with Mox over in New Japan. I think it was Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, the Texas Death Match. Such a fan of that. But I thought tonight Lance Archer kicked into another level for me. I thought he come, came roaring back and looked like a jet, not, not a star, but he has come back with added presence. He looked big and bad. Is going to be a perfect non-pay-per-view uh, heel opponent for Hangman, uh, in my opinion. What did you think of the return and sort of uh, Lance Archer's position in this company on hold? Well, first and foremost, <laughs> fucking loved the move through the chair. Um, I think oh, you, yes. you as, 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 as much as, uh, I don't know if how you feel about this, but like you've seen a lot of fucking wrestling. Um, sure. When something you see makes you go, ooh, that's like a, that's a moment, right? Because you've seen a lot of shit. That move through, through the upright chair made me go, ooh, in a way that I don't, agree. I, I maybe do once a month. I, I thought, I thought just like a beautiful visual. Um, Stake a Bun's a great point. You can tell he knows he nailed it. He absolutely did. Like, yes, agree with Stake a Bun's big time there. It felt uh, like an impact move. Like it felt like you're like, damn, this is an announcement. And I agree with you that that when you look at, you know, uh, I want to sort of almost rewind back to the beginning, almost before sure. Dan Lambert comes out. Oh, okay, sure. With, um, you know, Hangman coming out, he's the champion. Um, you are at the nine o'clock hour. We're at the hour turnover mark, which is sort of like the uh, mini main event, maybe the third most important slot on the show, right? Because AEW has established the opening is really important. The main's really important. The th nine o'clock hour is probably the third most important part of this whole the, show. Yeah, top of the hour spot. And him coming out and, and, and saying, listen, I'm the champion. I fucking beat Daniel Bryan. I, I wrestled him for 90 minutes over the last two months. That was a test. But I want a new challenger. I liked that side of him. That We've talked about it many times, and I will brush over it. That changed Hangman Page. That new Hangman Page. Hangman. Hangman, exactly right. I loved this. So I, I like this whole segment a lot. One of the highlights of the show for me, um, it delivered basically in every, in every part of it. And I'm with you, like, I had that, like, I've been watching, I'll say this, I've been watching the show with my wife lately, because she's, she's given up on, like, anything else happening on Wednesday. I was like, Wednesday at 8, I'm watching Dynamite one way or the other. We can, I can watch it on a tablet, and you can watch something else, or we can just watch it, right? And she's forming these opinions. Um, I would love to get some Melissa takes on air. Hates MJF with 
as much of a passion as you can possibly have. She hates MJF. But she can attempt, like, I was like, legitimately, as you were, like, what's the angle with the Dan Lambert thing? I was like, Twice please tell me it's not Hangman against fucking Ethan Page. As much as I like Ethan Page, it didn't quite get to the level. I was like, that doesn't quite do it for me. But I thought Lance Archer is like, it really does work perfectly for me. Like, this is a really nice challenger for Hangman to, like, vanquish with less effort. I hate to use that word, but less no, sort but, of trouble. Yeah. Then he After going did. an hour and a half with Brian, almost everything would be less effort. Exactly right. Uh, less effort than, than, you know, him looking strong, beating a worthy challenger who looks very good right now in, in uh, Lance Archer. I think it's a really good service to everybody involved. I think, I think Lambert continues to look useful. Yeah. Um, you could add Archer to that stable with, with Paige and Scorpio Sky if you had to. They could, like, form an alliance if you needed to gives hangman a challenger that isn't you know not everything not everything needs to be completely completely fully engrossing and like a total challenge as champion guys are gonna you know target you i think it's a it's a great challenge for him that he can look really good coming out of well and we're still what just under two months i guess away from revolution like hangman having a title defense on i don't know if they have any big tv episodes coming up uh but even just on a wednesday night that they wanted to prop up into making a bigger show that's a great opponent. Frankly, it's a match I'm going to look really forward to. Lance Archer has a way of over-delivering in these spots. Um, I just was very impressed by him tonight. And that's a guy that if you would have asked me four years ago, like, what do you think of Lance Archer? I'd have been like, nothing. Like, you did a... doesn't work for me, brother, about Lance Archer. That's exactly right. Yeah, and now to, to see that sort of fulfilled on and plays right at the top of the card, I think he belongs. Now, he's not going to be champion, but does he belong as a big, bad heel challenger? Yeah, I think. I think very naturally uh, really like the segment and the setup. Yeah. And, and allows you to transition into the bigger hangman story without like missing beats. Right. It, it, you're not going to have, as you said, revolutions two months away. We're not going to have two months where hangman does nothing. Right. He's going to, he's going to, he'll have this challenge from, from Lance Archer. He'll beat him. And then someone that has some real meat to it will step up. I think that's a really nice stop on the way to that. Agreed. Zoobs. I'm going to hop off this call. I'll be right back. See you in just a second. There we go. Here I am back. And some are saying better than ever. Jake has COVID. Wow, I didn't know that. Good friend Jake? No, Jake the Snake. Oh. <laughs> oh, have I told the Haley's Jake the Snake story on here? No, but I will say before you do, my 99-year-old grandmother has COVID as well. She's doing fine. She's oh. boosted. She's doing fine. Wow, what a champion. Grandma Zub. Buddy, you have no idea. Grandma Zub is... You're right. Grandma Zuber is... Uh, one in a million. There's, there's only one. You have to add up three custodios to get to ninety nine. So uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't. But that's amazing. What a life. Um, sorry, so are we still on uh, Hanger and Lance? I think we've, I think we've done it justice. Awesome. 
let's then talk about uh, two of your favorite acts, the Dark Order and Jurassic Express. Uh, Reynolds and Hungary challenging those two, and we're going to get those uh, two teams teaming up in the near future. I think either on Rampage or Dynamite next week. I don't remember. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Hungy and Reynolds. We still doing this fucking John Hungry shit. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He caught me on the wrong night. Are we still doing this? Oh, boy. Here's well, the thing. Not, you know, I'm not a John Hungry guy. I'm not the guy. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing for me, right? With 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 the like, with the people that will tell you like John Hungry, super underrated. Are you sure? Putting money on that. Are you sure? Are you really, truly, deeply sure? I don't know that I am. And I'm who are you taking? F- who are you taking in a draft? Matt Lee or John Hungry? Matt Lee. Don't come on. Get yeah. out of here. Sorry to insult Matt Lee. I'm, I'm just Matt saying Lee, two guys who are positioned similarly on a card. Matt Lee has that certain something, and uh, John Hungry has the trappings of someone who's been told he has that certain something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like wrestling a little less funny than most people, too, maybe. Yes. You, you, yes. Blake is the same way. Blake has very little time for, like, comedy wrestling. There's like some like Yanu, some Yanu. Well, really hold on, Yanu's like a Yanu's calling Yanu a comedy wrestler is like, whoa! You're, you are right. You are right. We're talking Savant. Ali is a better promo, says Kev. Sally's damn right. Well, Ali is a better promo. Yeah, <laughs> That's a pretty short list, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Ali a better promo then? Holy it's like moly! Like Kev Sally, I want a taste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy cow! Be careful! Holy jeez! Matt Hardy is in the ring for a match against Penta El Zero. Uh, he calls him his longtime rival. That was news to me. I love that. Um, look, I thought this match was pretty cool, if I'm being honest. Penta versus Matt Hardy. I thought this was hard-hitting with some outward gas-worthy spots. I, I enjoyed this match quite a bit, Matt Hardy and uh, Penta tonight. Better than it had any reason to be. I will say yeah, this, though. That, yeah, that's a better way of saying I will say this, though, and I mentioned this off the top. Um... I can't remember what it was. It was with, I think it was with Adam Cole, with the, with the story time with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. You are on one tonight. It is true, now that you bring that up. And the little, there's, there's a couple little things that people do in this company that I just like, I just think is fucking stupid, frankly. Okay. Well, we're, we're maybe some friend. of them. You and I are I friends. I love this. This is okay. the best you ever. I can, speak, I can say a few of them? Okay. I'll say one we've already said. I said, story time with Adam Cole is fucking dumb. I'll go further. A guy that I love that I think I voted wrestler of the year gave him many Stu Hart awards. Uh, Kenny Omega. I love Kenny Omega. I think when Kenny Omega has the guy on his shoulders and he says, you can't escape. It's fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. You would never say that. Pentagon L0M, who I have tons of respect for, who I put very high on many lists. Josh, you are a, you are a you are a brain you're the brain genius. People don't know this. Wrestling brain is your title. I was fucking humbled to say, Josh, could I could I please borrow that name because it's, because I think it's beautiful. There were there it, were tw- there were twenty two people who knew that name before you were think, on board. Because I think it perfectly encapsulates what we do. Because I think it because yeah. I think people will say it because it means a million different things, right? It's you're exactly right, and I love. Should we just get Manny Mac to ban this guy's in? I don't listen. The bit, the bit's over. It's not funny. No one's laughing. We moved on, right? This is yeah. this is the thing. People do this with my bits all the time. Listen, folks. I feed him back to you. We're moved on. It's it's not funny at now, all. I asked you if I could use ah uh, comma. 
absolutely. I, absolutely. I asked you for the blessing. Yeah, yeah. Sakuragi yeah. can Rob. talk to nobody and no one can react as long as he wants. I don't really care. No clue what is this thing. We need zooms going off more often. I agree. Fair enough. Pentagon, who I love, again, have yes. very highly rated. On record as a fan of his. I Josh, you're going to have to explain to me why in every single match he needs to go <laughs> take the fucking glove off how does that fucking mesh with his character in any way yeah you feel like maybe somebody was it's like fucking it, it, here's the fucking facts it's fucking stupid <laughs> is he not now, an ass kicking ninja pissed demon. off skeleton he's, a, he's, he's you know in Luch Underground he's a demon uh yeah, I, uh, I hold on, I, hold on. I, I gotta do my taunt. That's fucking Orange Cassidy, man. Orange Cassidy, it makes sense. That's Orange. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me, and it bothers me every time. It does let not. Rally, let me rally this back to you, please. Is this? Is this? Unfortunately, he's a face right now. Is this when you're a baby? I get face, it. Okay, Listen, don't connect with the crowd. God upon like, the crowd, and the crowd Ray loves Phoenix it. Ray Phoenix speaks English. Ray Phoenix does all the flashy stuff. What are you doing to connect with these people? I, I, if he was a heel and doing this, I'd be like, come on. If this is the concession he makes to sell some masks to the kids. Fair enough. I don't want to make it a five-minute thing. I will say this very make small it a piece. Thing. It's, it's fucking stupid. They're mad at the and you're kidding yourself. If you're, if you're sitting there going, that's cool. You're fucking kidding yourself. I like doing it. I like, I like Pentagon. I think he's top 10, man. I have him very high. I don't think he needs to stop every match and go, Zeta <laughs> uh. does nothing for me. It does, it does not fit the rest of his character. And you know me, Josh. All yep. I want, all I want, love or hate, is I want a complete character. And for me, yes, personally, for me, that's completely at odds with everything else he does in the ring. That's all. And tonight, tonight again, watching it, I was like, that's fucking so stupid. Zoops, as always, so your dumb. broadcaster instincts are just on point as this perfectly parlays into our second keep it or kick it of the night, which will deeply be informed by your take, I suspect, your answer here, Zoops, because this struck me uh, during their match tonight. Zoops, pardon me. Tonight, I realized that Ray Phoenix might be out for a while with yep. his poor elbow. And I was thinking, okay, well, Pac is probably having travel issues, so who knows what's <laughs> going on there. And we're yeah. going to be getting some Penta singles moments, I would think. So, Zoops, it got me to thinking. Keep it or kick it. In 2022, a Pentagon Zero M TNT title run. Kick. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I just want to address. I it. Nick points out, I like when he pushes it against people's faces aggressively. For sure. For sure. That's all what the Zoops is complaining about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about he has not, not done it in a match in like three years. Well, Zoops, what about the thing you aren't talking about? When he does it differently, it is different. You have to admit. Oh, it, Josh, your favorite thing. What if this thing that sucks <laughs> was good? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, take yeah. me to jail. Well, yeah, yeah. this good thing. If you took away all the good stuff, it actually yeah. sucks. The thing That's I hated was good. Then, yeah, I would probably like it. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's look at this is the night we lose them all, Josh. You know what yeah, I mean? Zoom's on. <laughs> we don't. Don't you catch me to this. Uh, Zoom's, let's go through these keeps or kicks for a Penta TNT title run. Zangzone with a keep. 
Dennis Niederwerk with a keep. Kev Sell with a keep. Kicks from Ashton Kutcher. Keeps from Hitsamarill. Keep from McVander Huge. Kick from Chain Wallet Owner. Trilly McGinnis with a keep. And a big keep from A. Jeffries. So, uh, yeah, largely favorable, I'd say. I think I fall on kick. Um, I, I think don't know. I do too. I, I, do I need to say the big O word? I think he might be a touch overrated. Is he overrated or underused? Because I think if you gave Pentagon a cool singles push, we wouldn't feel that way. But has he been sort of, was the Lucha Brothers tag run a little less than we were all hoping? You know, yes. Was the singles Cody match, you know, getting his arm broken, no sold? Yes. Like, that hasn't been the smoothest road for my guy. Yeah, and we get into a little bit, you know, we get into the, we're we're big on, you'll, you'll get Sangzone, we, we get the rank down, all this stuff. And it'll be like, every week it'll be like, man, all three guys in Death Triangle are top five in the world. And I want to be like, are you sure? Are you really? I, ch- like, I, I, it, and it gets into that thing like, it's all, oh, man, just pure in-ring talent. They are. And then I get a little bit like, listen, everybody evaluates this fucking art form differently, right? For me, right. it needs to be a complete picture. That's what makes Punk, that's what makes Brian so special, Right. Is it's not just they can do whatever you need them to do. It's, it's what they do happens for a reason. And make it, you it, care. Make you care. It has a bigger thing. And when I see Pentagon, I get a little bit of the Adam Cole where it's like the Pentagon thing is like, you think Pentagon is cool. That's the story right now. Right. Yeah. And fair enough. Z. I need more than that. I need more than like, this guy's cool. That's not because because we talk about this with Andrade and I'll come up again a little mm-hmm. bit later on. Fucking yep. everybody's cool, man. AEW is like 150 really cool guys. I need more than that now. It, he's a cool guy who's good at wrestling. Uh, yeah, Done. that's why you're in the company. That's, that's, that's the door. That's what gets you in. You know what I mean? Dan Daniels III asking, has any title run in AEW short history lived up to your expectations? Plenty for me. You Absolutely. Kenny's Darby's, Kenny at the top? Moxes, what are you talking about? And Mox. Um, Not the right night for the- <laughs> Not the right night to just lob one over the fucking net like that, my friend. It's Meryl. Miro's Dio. TNT title run. Uh, yeah, like Britt Baker's one. women's championship oh, run. Yeah. yeah, lots. Plenty. Like more, more than often. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Layla Hirsch. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Hold it's on. Like we- I want to just want to say one thing. Did we miss Eddie Kingston with Chris Jericho? Yes. Okay. I want to talk about this. Let's talk about it right now. Because I think, and I talked about this while you were away. Wait, no, I wrote, I must have just glazed over it because I definitely wrote a note about it. it but anyway, it, yes, it got messy there. It was my fault. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I love Eddie Kingston so much, and I loved fucking Eddie Kingston in this segment. This was very much Eddie Kingston is better than most of the people in this fucking scene. Uh, Chris Jericho is. most in. people in that company, man. 100%. Uh, what I think is going to happen, and I mentioned this while you were off air, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think Eddie Kingston is eventually going to be like, as annoying as I find these guys, I cannot help but love Daniel Garcia? Do you think that's where we're going? Yes. I think he shakes Garcia's hand. He might even help Garcia separate from 2.0 at some point. I fucking love it. The ceiling ceiling for Dan Garcia. And I'm going to save this for the main event. Sure, yeah, me too. I had a light flick on in my head tonight watching Daniel Garcia and I was like I finally got the comp as a as a as a traditional sports guy you're always searching for the comps I finally had the light click on in the comp in my head for what Daniel Garcia reminds me of and I was like oh my god 
What was it? I will wait. We'll wait a little bit. But yeah, ooh, ooh. I just wanted to say um, I love the Cafe Buscitello sweater yeah, on, yeah. Uh, I think it was Sant- it was Ortiz, I think it was. I think it was Santana, actually. Yeah. Santana storms off, right? Uh, whichever one was the, is in the back. Uh, yeah. So maybe it was Ortiz. Sorry. I think Santana might have I drink Cafe Buscitello and I love fucking love it. Hell yeah. I love uh, this. I love this GFY. idea of 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 Eddie maybe stealing these guys out from me. I, I love the like. This is your. Fo- these are the guys that ride and die with you. If they don't, they don't fucking ride and die with you right now, man. They I love. I love Eddie Kingston. Thank you to the chat correcting me. Ortiz was in the back in the hoodie zooms. You had it right. I um, want that hoodie. I, I, you know me. I do not often. often not a merch guy. I do not often covet what I see on the show. I want that cafe Bucatello. Oh, baby. I, Merch match. Look, we, it's eleven forty-five Eastern yeah, time. We still have match. merch match. We still have half a show. Oh my uh, God. Chris Jericho cannot hang with Eddie Kingston on the mic. True. No, uh, I agree with a Jeffrey having Hager awkwardly shuffling away. Like as all the people are leaving, then it's just Jer- Jericho and Eddie. I love that. That's uh, part of the angle. So yeah. Uh, after sorry, we we do need to say though after the Malachi. Or Malachi attacks Penta after the Matt Hardy match. I apologize. Fucking in it. It's a mess right now. I apologize. No, brother. It's I am loving tonight's episode. Believe you me. <laughs> uh, but I did just want to say we can't skip over the Brody King. We can't go I back know, to, to get past the Brody King debut. Uh, Malachi Black comes yeah. out. He's getting attacked. Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison are out attacking him. The baby faces attacking the guy who beat them clean. A little weird to me, but whatever. And the lights go out. And we finally have asked for it for weeks, Zoobs. Brody King is standing in an AW ring, and I thought, frankly, looking gigantic. Uh, Absolutely agree. Obviously, he and Aleister Black have a, a natural aesthetic pairing with the tattoos, but even beyond that, boy, these guys just feel like they belong together, right? Like, this is a tag team that I'm immediately interested in, the House of Black. I want them to be tag team champs pretty quick. I think that's I'm a, I think right it, there with you. Right I think it makes you. sense. These guys come in. No one knows what to do. They fucking completely envelop Jurassic Express. They they are they are yes. They're playing at a level mentally that that teams need to like reconfigure, and we need to have sort of a the the tag team division sort of realizes like whoa, we need to get our shit together because these guys are fucking on a different level right now. Um, very listen, into if it. You wanted to give them a run akin to that where these two are shellacking people. They have matches where King doesn't even need to tag in. Malachi goes out and kicks them with like the lower end tag teams. I'm fine with that. A monster tag team run is so fun, and we never get it in wrestling. Totally. Never. Totally. And I, again, these two maybe aren't naturally who you'd think of for like a monster push, but I think their aura in the House of Black on Hole is befitting of a push that size. So I, I'm right there with you. I think these guys, if you want to kick Jungle Boy in the head and get the belts on these guys tomorrow, no problem here. And just use his excuse to break up Jurassic Express. Zoobs, everybody agreeing, this is a fun episode. The lost episode, some are saying, Zoobs Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> Zangzo correctly pointing out that Mike the Rock Johnson is all elite. For those of you who have watched, I think you should leave. That's Brody King's character. Wonderful. That's right. Um, so yeah, right there with you, Zoops. They feel gigantic immediately. Agree with Sickening. Yeah. The calico cut pants. Uh, a lot of people give. A lot of people You're right. Give. You You're gotta give. Right. Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet, and Chris Statlander are backstage. Sort of a weird pairing for promos, and I thought this played out pretty weakly and not. I don't, not the highlight again, of the show. Yeah. No, I just, and like, I don't know, three people, it's like, oh, you don't usually promo together. Let's do a promo where you all trade off and like hand off to one another. It's like, that's a big ass, you know, Zoobs, like creatively. Oh, 
just, you know, you and these two people you don't normally talk with, go make like an organic thing together. We're live in five. Like it's, it's not, it's not an easy ask. But there's a reason you have co-hosts and pairings and tag teams and partners and chemistry, right? So. Um, well, this is the two sides of the coin, right? Is we have us and our community saying, let's build a women's division. Let's give some stories. Let's give some time. You're also going to have people who are growing and are, listen, Layla Hirsch. We love Layla Hirsch. This channel and this chat loves Layla Hirsch. Legit Layla. I think 0% of that is like, man, the charisma and mic skills she has is like undeniable, right? But she has to grow. You have to, we mentioned it earlier in the show, the NBA callery. You have to sort of give them the ball and let them use possession sometimes. You have to sort of make space for this 90 seconds, right? It ultimately is like it wasn't the highlight of the show, but it's 90 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not great. Uh, But you have to have these points these touchstones, these building blocks. So, yes, wasn't a highlight, wasn't great. Not going to look back on this episode and be like, remember that great little Hirsch promo? But you have to sort of build from somewhere. So I think uh, you don't want to give like, you know, oh, points for trying. But you also have to be like, you need to build this. You need to build, this needs to be a part of the thing. And if if it builds, ultimately, to close my point off, if what we're getting is, Statlander versus Hirsch. I'm fine with that. I mean, who could possibly disagree? Like, I'd be super into that one. Um, Ashley Kutcher saying Statlander feels like she could be a good promo. Let her work and become a good promo. I totally agree with that. It's like, it isn't there, but she seems like somebody who knows, like, is a naturally personable enough person to get through the promos. Yeah, I pick up on the same thing. And it's not like it's the division is like stacked with promos, like the, like, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, you, you know what I mean? It's like Brits, yes. very good at it. Ruby Soho's pretty good at it. That's a but a pretty big follow off after Brit, right? Right. Chris Statlander, we are very pro Chris. I think she has absolutely. I, I'm more, I'm in with this more than anything of uh, Red Velvet and and Jill and 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 Layla Hirsch. I'm very into like let's continue building Chris Statlander as a person. Let's continue giving her these reps she for, for me she is the one nyla is good too absolutely correct in instant work um yeah. serena deep yeah. is great at everything totally totally true i i didn't mean to omit anybody um, Britt is better than those two though but, but those two are good show absolutely right you you have Britt a tier above but but you, we've said many times chris Sandler, Sandler has the tools in ring to make you open your eyes and be like whoa Let's continue rounding that out. Let's make a whole character. Let's 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 build somebody that can contend for titles. And I think this is a step in that direction. So, um, you know, she established she she stayed strong. She she didn't back down. She didn't apologize. She was very much. Listen, man, I can handle this. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. if I was worried, I wouldn't take it. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, strong. And I think, uh, I, I, you know, I think she's a huge ceiling. And I think when you talk about. You know, it's easy to be like, oh, who should beat Brit? Oh, it should be Ruby Soho because she's a fully formed thing. It should be Thunder Rosa because she's very fully formed. I think Statlander has to be in that conversation for like, if you're, this company is supposed to be about building. The future. Yes, exactly. Statlander right. is that person in the women's division for me. And throwing a little proximity with Chucky e. T, it doesn't hurt either. I mean, you know. We're just going to go straight from now on, I think. I'm out of soda. Or not? You're, you got Remy going? 
Well, Remy, yeah. I got this uh, Slovakian plum brandy. And Well gave me this, and I was like, I'll never finish it. And I was like, oh, I might finish it. Zooms, I'm here tonight to, to give a defense of Bear Country. I think these guys are making the most of the positions they've been in. And when Bray Wyatt debuts with All Elite Wrestling, I hope that he manages them just as three backwoods broad boys. Because when I see the acclaimed and Bear Country in ring together, I'm pushing Bear Country. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good match, though. Uh, I liked the claims entrance, lots of energy. I wasn't sure if they were rushed or not. Like, it felt like they were like, oh, we might have a quick match because they were like coming down the ramp, rapping, and uh, with Bear Country already in ring. But I liked this match. Just give us tag team matches. Like, it's a good division with a lot of good teams with a lot of good mat like possible matchups. Yeah. That was my takeaway. I was like, is that so hard? Like, it's the same with 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 the women's division. Like, can you just give us good matches? Is it really that? Are we asking that much to just like give us tag team matches every week that affect the division? I Who's thought preach this more than me. I've been on the fucking mountaintop. Where's the very matches? serviceable? The the Novak Djokovic line made my wife laugh, which is all I can ask for out of the show. Um, Who else does Melissa like? Uh, well, you know, she likes the hangman. We, we, we love hangman page in this house. Right. Okay. Okay. Does she have a CM Punk take? Well, see, she's only ever seen CM Punk. What she says is every time I see CM Punk, she's fighting with MJF, and they they never actually fight. That's her sort of take, right? Got it. Which is fair every week she tunes in, they're arguing but not fighting, and that sort of bothers her. That makes a lot of sense. But when he finally gets his hands on him, boy, she's <laughs> she sees that GTS, the one, two, three, Whew. unbelievable. We got to get Melissa on here. Zangzo was saying we need a Haley and Melissa episode. They they would kill it, frankly. That'll be a mailbag. That won't be 11.45 p.m. No. Yeah. That'll be our Sunday show, which are coming up in a couple weeks here. Sundays. I was, I was message, message you. We need to schedule the mailbag for this month. Yeah. Very much looking forward to doing off, that. But, you know. No, but you're, you're right. It, it comes quick. Uh, we then get a Pac promo. He's blindfolded and holding a tarot card that says Justice. Zoobs is Justice blind? What is he going on about here? Why is Pac not just beside Penta? I did think he's always a good speaker when he does this intense thing. Better than I think I, every time I'm like, right, he's really good at this thing. But talk about stop, start, hey. I'm, I'm ready for a, a meaningful pot push with some staying power. This is similar to the the point I made about Pentagon is, is we constantly get the like, man, Pac is top five. Pac is best in the world. Pac is in the conversation pound for pound. Can he just fucking wrestle? Like, can we just actually get some Pac? Sure. I know yeah. it's not his fault, and he has well, been. You don't before. know what it's like booking travel these days. Hundred percent, and and I understand he has. The whole point of this thing was like, uh, another setback, a million setbacks. It feels like he has not even gotten started in this company. I know, and, and which is crazy because like, you think about the start of it, and him and Kenny, two out of three falls, is still one of the best matches in the company's history. It's bananas. I just want to see him wrestle. I don't think I'm crazy about that. Like, man, I, 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 as he was doing this, I was like, man, how many matches have I seen of his in the last year? Two, three, two. Yeah, way too few. We had him and Dax on TV. Not many. That's crazy. This is a guy that people are telling me is top five. You have to fight to be in the top five in my world. You have to be on the show. I don't blame him. I'm just like, it's frustrating. I, I hope to God that this uh, 
promo is the beginning of like he comes back and has some bangers because we know he's capable of it. You put him in there against anybody, any of these guys that we're talking about, like need we want to see hit that level. Triple tight with OC and Kenny. Okay, we're up, we're, up, we're up to two in a calendar year. Yeah, not a ton. I'm sure they're Stick banging. saying, wasn't he the actual first signing after the EVPs? I think that might be Pretty true. sure, yeah. Pretty sure that's, that's correct. That's a good shout. Yeah. And, and again, that only further illustrates for a guy who's been so inactive. He's been there since the Genesis. It's crazy. Two rad Andrade matches. Absolutely correct. The, a, 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 Andrade is the exact same situation for me. As these guys, it's like, man, I, all the, I can't wait to see it. All the potential in the world. It's like, it just never happens. I, will, I just want to see it happen. Pretty simple for me. Matt Hardy's backstage beaten and bruised with private party. And who comes over looking to make a deal? Tells him to be tranquil, to relax, to gain focus. Matt Hardy is being recruited by Ellie Dolo himself, Zoom. First of all, no matter what you can say about Andrade's push, you, you, you really can't take away from him how much this guy just leaps off the screen still. When he is in the suit, when he's in the sunglasses, it's like, this is a guy that if you saw walking in the airport, you'd be like, who's that? You've never seen him before. That's worth something in wrestling. Yes, but I continue to be stuck with the feeling of like, could you do something? No, you need to be tranquilo, to relax. I'm pretty relaxed. I just feel like... Really? The rest of the show is in a pretty high gear right now. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going (laughs) on. That's what he, but he's, I'm just... Yeah, he's doing it. He's, he's been very tranquilo. <laughs> yeah, he's been deeply relaxed. He's been extremely tranquilo to the fact that I haven't noticed him in like four months. <laughs> it's extremely. Yeah, he's, we sort of admire him making big money to just take it easy, tell people to relax. Yeah. How do you, Andrade? And that finally, Zeus, brings us to our main event. Nobody wants fucking private party. Come on. Daniel Garcia versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title in what I thought was uh, a really good match. But one where uh, it did that thing that I love, Zoobs, where my rooting interest was so clear to me. I really wanted Daniel Garcia to win this match. Yes, and that's worth something to me in wrestling, right? Uh, what did you think of this one? And, and sort of, neither of us are Sammy Guevara, guys. I think most opponents were sort of hoping we'll take it off of him. Even with that considered, should have Garcia won tonight? I just don't like Sammy, Sammy Guevara. I'm, tonight's not the night for me to fucking half-ass. I just don't like him. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. I know you don't. People want to come in you here. You love him. <laughs> yeah, right. I just don't like him. I, his matches basically don't do anything for me. Basically ever. He seems like a, he seems like a creative wrestler, sort of how I would view him. And yeah, like- on my list of things tonight, with, along with story time with Adam Cole and Zero Meadow in every match, uh, Spanish God is a fucking stupid oh, nickname. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to be Spanish. You know, I'm a Portuguese, so, you know, you're already thinking. On you know, what planet is he the Spanish god? Yeah, I've been around a lot of Spanish. You're, you would be a god of these people, Sam. Can I get a second Spanish person to fucking corroborate that? <laughs> yeah, the actual Spanish king is like, hang on a second. Uh, I don't know, pal. Uh, not for me. Hey, Jeffrey saying, I didn't get Josh's love for Garcia before, but it all clicked for me tonight, and I saw the light he's been preaching. Hey, Jeffrey, yeah, you baby. Gotta- you and me. You and me. That's, uh, listen, I, I think to some degree you have to credit AEW for being willing to put people like Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara to a point in your main event of your television show. Daniel Garcia is far from a household name. You know, he's been in there with some great names. He worked CM Punk. Eventually he's going to link up with Brian Danielson, which is going to be banana. Um, but boy, 
again, I, I can't possibly say it better than our mod, Matty Mack, who said it in the chat. Uh, he could imagine a future where in four years, Daniel Garcia is his favorite wrestler in AEW. I fucking that, love Daniel Garcia. So he's I, so sick, man. I teased earlier. I said I finally got the comp that I needed to f- completely fall in love with Daniel Garcia. Are you ready for it? Hit me. Young American Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Million percent. Yes. Correct. I was like, oh, through that lens, I fucking love this kid. I That's love, what he is. I love him. L-O-V-E, all of those words in full capitals. I love Diana Garcia. And he is, he is, like Zack Sabre Jr., he is daring with his grappling game. He does things that are hard to do. A lot of guys, they'll get lazy when it hits the mat. Daniel Garcia's sharpshooter, where he puts like his heel in first, you would have to practice that a billion times before you could look at get it to look half as good as he does. Uh, he's not afraid to to let Flash exist on the mat while also staying rooted in his style. I just, yeah, I love Dan Garcia. What else do you want to say? He's so smooth in ring, says Kev Sell. He absolutely is. Lisa JW calling for him versus Hook. Sure. Uh, I want Garcia to, like, as you said. I want him to have that Danielson match and like have that eventually have it, have it once and lose. And then years later, have it and be a passing of the torch. Agreed. Even a faction with Brian does a lot for me. If uh, Brian keeps saying he wants to lead a faction in AEW, like, I don't know if Daniel Garcia shouldn't just be a top guy of a faction, but being, you know, the right hand man to Brian Danielson can't really hurt your career. And I, I mentioned this earlier in the, earlier. I needed to say it, but like, Man, the idea of like Eddie Kingston being like, I want to hate this guy, but I fucking can't. You like, that would do it for us. That is that's cocaine for me. Where can I get more <laughs> yeah. of it? Right. I, I enjoy doing it. Where can I get more of it? I think that's so perfect for for Eddie. I think it's so perfect for Garcia for him being like, listen, man, these 2.0 goobers who I love, obviously. But in, in the story, goobers. These, these goobers are only bad news for you. Come with me. Come with Proud and Powerful. Let's fucking four guys who do not fuck around and just want to kick some ass. I think you have a real win for making just me happy. I don't know. I don't know. About, <laughs> I don't care about the story. That's if I was in charge, I'd be like, here's the Zoob's bait fucking story of it all is the Eddie Kingston. America. Eddie Kingston, as hard as he wants to be, his heart will not let him not love Daniel Garcia. That's my story with him. I fucking love Daniel Garcia. And, and, and I will say, as it got brought up by uh, C. Suppa 55, uh, dog shit finish from, from, uh, from Sammy. Dog shit. I hate. I don't like Sammy Guevara. Fucking sue me. I think it's our pal Eric Hartman who says uh, no one in America is brave enough to make a GTS look good, which is uh, a pretty funny line, which is also accurate. Uh, Zhang Zone with a great call here. Daniel Garcia slapping on submissions for people who have beaten him. He's learning from his losses. Mox's bulldog choke and Sting's uh, Scorpion that's death why, That's why fucking Nick is on the fucking channel. We love, you couldn't say enough good things about sick Nick, you know that. We, we, we would, the Twitch would kick Run us off the air before we did that. Yeah. You'd be here for 24 years. Get the fuck out, let's say. Get out of here. Leave. We'd say no. We haven't said brave yet. Exactly right. Hey, Jeffrey. Spanish God. Heel nickname. You can't be face and call yourself that. I. True. It's it, Heel face stupid. I don't fucking care. I'm, I'm calling shit stupid that I see. That's fucking how do we How do we get always get this guy on it? 
I'm just wrangling tonight. I'm pointing you in directions. I'm, I, I, I think I'm drunk and not high. Probably the difference. Oh. We'll see you in the post show. I'll go to the pay window. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Zooms. You gave the show, I think, a five and a half off the top, or at least largely agreed with the chat as that at the average. After going through it, are you uh, sort of in the, the same vicinity? Well, I'll say this. Wrestling Brain AE Double Dudes tonight is a hard seven. Hard like, seven. S- like, so, like, if you didn't watch this show live, I don't know how I'm going to edit this. Yeah, how are how- you going to edit Let's talk about that in the post show. I don't know how this is coming out in the I like this show. I liked A Double Dudes a lot. Uh Nick was, was a four. Damn. I would say tonight. I liked it, man. I, I sit down on Wednesday nights and I say, just give me a good show. And tonight they gave me a good show. We got a tag team match with with some stakes. We got Dan Garcia in the main event. As you said, listen, say what you will about about Sammy G and, say, and, and, and that sort of interim title, it takes a little bit of guts to say our main event tonight is Sammy Guevara against Danny Garcia, and we're going to carry that number. That takes guts, man. Straight up. Um, it absolutely does. And listen, I, I think, listen, I'm not saying, oh, Nick, it's not a four. What are you talking about? I, just how it hits other people. I thought Dynamite has actually been sort of low on the, the returns and surprises lately, and Lance Archer and Brody King are not small happenings to me. Like, did it have the match of uh, Hangman and Brian? Obviously not. But there are things that are worth remembering on this episode. Yeah. And Dude, uh, I'm just saying 2022 is off to a good start on the Wednesdays. We had the week one right before the new year, but the new year has been good so far. I, I, I'm staying where I was. I'm a six tonight. Sweet. Well, Zoobs, with that, oh my God, we still have merch match. Baby, we have the, we have the best segment that we do coming up still. Merch match. And you fucking nailed it. There's some great merch. The Nasty Casties are getting a mega episode because you can't cut anything out, Zoobs. has no clue what this is. Well, Maybe. the more we'll reality is, yeah, I'm just going to fucking go in and out the beginning of the end. I'm sweating. It is warm in here tonight. When Dylan couldn't connect, I was sweating for sure. I was fine. I thought Dylan brought some heat tonight. That is Dylan got incarnate. I we'll love talk it. About a, talk about a post-show. I have a lot to say post-show tonight. So if you leave I'm before... So excited. I'm well, not- then, before we get into the post-show show, and we'll say goodbye to the podcast listeners now, thanks so much for joining us, Nasty Casties. Please rate and review the show on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're hearing this. We would greatly appreciate it. And until we talk to you next week, love and energy. Love and energy.